Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Today's guest is Dump Truck. You have heard him on a microphone before if you've been to any show that he's been at. Uh, my favorite one is the Lead Sled Custom Sportster Showdown in Sturgis. He's always there on the microphone keeping everybody happy. We recorded another podcast talking about his history on microphones. Scroll back, Google Danger Dan a Dump Truck to find that one. But he's got some new things in the work, and we talk about it. We got to sit down face-to-face. It was a beautiful conversation. Um, And I would like to sit down face-to-face with you. Later this year, we are going back to Nepal with Motorcycle Sherpa. That's right. I went on an epic trick two years ago, and we're going back this year, and you can come along with us. Go to MotorcycleSherpa.com and sign up. There will be a link in the show notes. We'll be doing the Stairway to Heaven tour the first couple weeks of November. Check it out. Let's get into it. So let's get into it. Did you hear that? Do I do that every time? I bet I fucking do, don't I? Well, you know what? I'm going to try and shorten today's intro up. Last week was a fucking ringer, man. But I got some rad things going on, and I want you to know and be a part of them. So check it out. Mama Tried's coming up, March 4th, 5th, and 6th. And I just had Jeremy Prack from Flat Out Friday on the show yesterday. That'll be the next podcast I put out. And, uh, dude, I fucking love that guy. Prag for president, always. So, if you're in and around the Milwaukee area, go check out Mama Tried, Flat Out Friday. You will not be disappointed. They got some new things in the works for this year's show, and I really am bummed that I'm not going to be there to witness them. But I will be back. Uh, fuck, I've already been invited by Scott to put the new race bike in the show, and you know I'll be racing that motherfucker. We even talked about, uh, no, you'll hear it next week. You'll hear it next week. So that weekend, I will, I will actually be down in Daytona at the Sons of Speed race presented by Billy Lane at New Smyrna on March 5th. That'll be rad. So if you're, if you're in Daytona, come check out the races. It'll be fucking sweet. March 7th, Choppers Magazine is throwing a Chopper and FXR show. At the Harley Davidson footprint at Daytona International Speedway. And I just got word this week, dude. They're gonna giving be giving away fifteen hundred dollars cash to best chopper and fifteen hundred dollars cash to best FXR. I don't know of another fucking show that's giving away four-digit numbers to the winners. That's sick. Paco's also got some. I'm sure they're giving away a hardtail or a frame. They're giving away some shit. There's another company called like Bogota, maybe, is giving away suspension for your FXR or $500 gift card, actually. Anyhow, 
Check out Choppers Magazine, Choppers Show. I will be your fucking MC. It'll be my first go at it on a microphone, talking shit to you motherfuckers. Now, I'll leave that to, to Roadhouse. Road, <laughs> I'll leave that to Roadside over at Willie's Tropical Tattoo on Thursday for the Chopper Time Show. Boogie East is on Friday at Annie Oakley Saloon. And, uh, man, there's another show. What is it? What is it? What? what? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, the Wild Vegas Party at the Cotton Patch on Wednesday. Oh, fuck, maybe it's Tuesday. Damn it, bongos. Anyhow, if you've never been to the Cotton Patch, you might as well go. Well, you definitely need to go to the Cotton Patch, but you might as well go when bongos is throwing his Wild Vegas Party. So check it out at the Cotton Patch. Of the Texas Fandango, Fredericksburg, Texas, April 1st through the 3rd at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds, AMCA Swap Meet, Chopper Show, bike sh- Antique Bike Show, Flat Track Races, Mini Bike Races. We're going to be doing Chopper Drags again. This is the oldest fairground in Texas. It's got a bitchin' horse race track that they take. Actually, they built us some motorcycle track inside the horse track it's fucking sick the riding down there in the hill country is dude you just can't beat it i'm sure rhino's gonna be there slinging barbecue the outbound train will be playing a party probably friday night in the campgrounds it's gonna be fucking awesome uh april 8th and 10th is the mezcal moto rally where i will be taking off on the pan america down in new mexico actually from Austin to Oaxaca. And just got word that the Handbuilt Show is actually coming back. So that'll be the same weekend down in Austin. Uh, May 19th through the 22nd is the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival at Loretta Lynn's Ranch in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. This is a fucking party, dude. It is a party. And Bill Dodge has his uh, Bling Cycles Invitational where he invites the baddest builders from around the country to display their works of art. Dude, they open up single track enduro trails. There's flat track racing. The Just the roads in and around that area, you can't make a wrong turn. It's a fucking, it is a good show. Do not miss out. And they always have music. I mean, it's Loretta Lynn's place, dude. Come on. Uh, Born Free is going to be June 25th and 26th, and they just... They just released a flyer that says something about Born Free Texas. What do you know about that? Can't wait to release more details. You guys, Born Free in Texas, centrally located. All you motherfuckers from the east that don't want to go all the way to the west, come to Texas. It's going to be a fucking party, dude. It is going to be a party. Oh, yeah, June 17th and 18th. Is the Oklahoma Oklahoma's family reunion? July 9th, full tilt boogie in Minneapolis, Minnesota. July 22nd, run to Raton, the Chop Wizard Invitational presented to you by JP Rodman. August 26th and 27th is the Virginia City Roundup. That's right, you guessed it in Virginia City, presented by Choppers Magazine. Where else can you display your chopper and ride a fucking bull? I I don't know. Virginia City, August 26th and 27th, and I soon will have tickets to give out VIP passes and 
you know, dude, I think, I think, nah, I won't even say it. Um, so, dude, this show is made possible by the fine folks over at lowbrowcustoms.com. They take care of me, and they can also take care of you. They house a collection of the finest motherfucking motorcycle parts available. You can get stuff from Cannonball, WW Cycles, Lead Sled Customs. Dude, I recently just got a couple of fenders from Lead Sled, and they are the shit, dude. He makes them out of 13-gauge steel that was cut from some Humvees so they could put in guns back in, I think, the 80s, dude. The shit's badass. They're the baddest fenders you can find. They got Fast Eddie, Tool Coal, Built Well, Paco. Um, they've been releasing lately these videos called the Saturday Sportster where they're fucking, oh, fuck, what's the tech guy's name? Dude, Todd. Todd the Tech uh, has been... Building the fucking Saturday Sportster. So check it out. They got a lot of good content. They got a blog with the... Dude, just go to lowbrowcustoms.com. Dude, that shit shows up immediately, too. It's pretty fucking amazing. Uh, Dude, so I also have this sweet t-shirt company called mcshoptees.com, your t-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. That's right. It's the only way, dude, besides going and getting an oil change and tires and rebuilds all over the country at every motorcycle shop. You can just hang out in the shirt show up at your door, dude. It's pretty fucking bitching. Each month, we feature a different shop from around the country, one-off art, only available through MC Shop Tees, and each T-shirt comes with a postcard that tells you about the shop, where they're located, and what they specialize in. It's a beautiful thing, dude, every single month. You can get men's sizes, women's sizes, and kids' sizes. That's right. Trick your kid out, dude. He'll be the baddest little shit at school. For real, man. MCShopTees.com. You can sign up to pay monthly or buy three, six, and 12-month packages. Check it out, dude. Check it out. The first shop I ever featured was Brown Cycles out of Dallas, Texas. Dude, those guys are on their 51st year in business. Family owned and operated the entire time and some of my favorite people. That's where Real Bikers shop, dude. It's the only place Real Bikers shop in Dallas, Texas. David Brown, thanks for helping me out yesterday. Uh, yeah, he's got me some, some things coming in. So that I can have all the shit I need to go racing in Daytona. Oh, man. Pretty fucking stoked about that. Oh, and Knives Made by Nick, dude. That guy's like, he's like my fucking... Dude, he's just, he's always there. He's my right-hand man. He's got everything in his satchel. He makes badass fucking tools you can wear on your hip and kill people with them if necessary. Or you can just open boxes and fucking do things with it he tells you not to do like I do. Whatever you want. Check him out at Knives Made by Nick. Now, this show is also made possible by patrons like you. People who've gone to DangerDanceTalkShop.com, gone to the Patreon link, through the menu tab. Dude, and they donate five bucks a month. And that really goes a long way. It may not seem like much. It's like once a month, you're buying me a beer or coffee, dude. And, it, and I really, I just turn it into gas and burn that shit in my motorcycles and send it up into the atmosphere. And I'm working on my own Danger Dan hole. Yeah, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? Fuck, it's, it's the truth, dude. Speaking of holes in the atmosphere, did you guys hear the recent podcast that fucking Rogan did where he's talking to that guy who's like, 
dude, fucking human impact on global warming is the last fucking thing we need to be worried about right now. Uh, actually, yeah, two people on. Randall Carlson was like the dude who's like, dude, we got to watch out for fucking rocks flying around in space that are going to fucking knock into us. And then he had the... Uh, anyways, so... I went to New Orleans to get to... Actually, we built the fucking new race bike in like three days. But first thing, I went straight to Dump Truck's house in the lower ninth ward and sat down and, you know, we did this podcast. He told me that the last guy that left his house, somebody tried to fucking kidnap him and throw him in their van and drive off with him. So he's in a really good part of town. And I felt really comfortable down there, especially sleeping that night with like... Ironhead motors sitting in the back of the truck, and shit, I don't know. I don't remember what else I had, but I oh, I had like the fucking cannonball front end that I was fixing to put on this uh, the new race bike. I had the cannonball tanks, which are fucking bad. All that shit just sitting out in my truck. I wouldn't say I got the best sleep that night, but uh, you know, it was worth it, dude. Nobody jacked my front end. I mean, you know. I don't know anybody in the lower ninth ward that's got a fucking VL VL frame that that shit'll bolt right up to. But uh, anyhow, it was all there the next day, and then I didn't go back. I didn't. I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm just gonna stay in Metairie. I went and visited my buddy Cody, dude. I gotta have Cody on the show. You guys are gonna fucking love this guy. He is solid fucking gold. But until then, let's get into dump truck. know what uh, early on in the podcast i like i used some fucking ace ventura dun, dun. nice yeah. it was like the watuki you know where he like spits on the dude yeah anyways Chicago. that ended go you're out yeah that's it that's it so that like wound up on my itunes and every once in a while i plug my phone into the truck <laughs> and that fucking thing comes on you know the clip it from the movie oh, I stole. Yeah. like and i just listened to it it's hilarious <laughs> Dump truck, thanks for having me, dude. Dude, thanks for yeah, you're welcome. I even let you in the house and everything. I didn't bring out my metal detectors. I was hoping you had firearms, so I just figured it'd be safer if you just brought them inside. I left them in the truck with all my other. Well, you're in New Orleans. Life. That's dumb as shit. Well, here's the deal: <laughs> the the gun is one of my least important. Like, they can have the gun if they leave everything. Oh, else. they don't need them. We're in the upper ninth ward. There's plenty oh. of them. <laughs> Just oh, that's saying. what that's what Dude, the guy was. In, in two hours, we're going to be playing firearms or fireworks. I was going to ask you for like a uh, what do you call it? A geography lesson. Oh, okay, yeah. Let me pull out my map so that I can, so that we can do this. So you right. say the ninth ward? Yeah, upper ninth. You know that really fucking means nothing to me, and I'm sure there's other people. And I so, and I look at the map, and I'm like, well, it's not section. So it doesn't say like ward. No, or and like and like this part of Louisiana is where like you have this big turnbuckle because like way the Mississippi River comes through, the sharpest turn in the Mississippi River in the shipping channel is at Algiers Point, which is directly across from the French Quarter. So like, there's a big, huge turn. It's kind of hard to tell when you're looking at a map uh, from satellite view, and like you pull it up on your phone and you see the French Quarter. You look to your right as it kind of turns down. That's the bywater. It's kind of like 
the we're, hip joint to be in. Where it turns into like salt water and water? Uh, you're almost, you're before the levee. So you're like in between the French Quarter and the levee. You're not bracket Okay, so yet. where's the levee? Uh, the levee is what separates the upper ninth and the lower ninth ward. So when you're looking at the French Quarter, look to your right, there's a neighborhood, keep going right, and suddenly there's a channel of water that just goes straight up and splits the eastern side of New Orleans. The third district reach? Yeah. Okay. And so, like, on the right side... So that's a little levee right there in between the 39 levee. and 46. That is the levee, the Katrina levee, the one that failed. Okay. And, and, like, so Katrina didn't make the city flood. The failing of the levee did. And we just had Ida come through last year, and it was twice the storm, almost literally, that Katrina was, and it held. So there's not a lot of worries about that anymore. So was it by design? Was that, like, the, what, sheer, the sheer pin? No. Like, if any of them are going to go, that's the one... No, that's because this is a really shady town, and it's had that history since its inception, and it's hard kind of to like find all a, a of mayor. Miami. Yeah, yeah, kind of like all of you know every first world country, or yeah. third, or second, and ninth, or whatever. I think it's all kind of jacked up. They never do what they're going, what they say they're going to do with the funds to do things with. Like you know, what it's like driving around New Orleans. If you don't have tall suspension on a car, motorcycle, truck, then you are not supposed to be riding in this city. It's the, it's off-road. Well, a three-quarter ton truck, it's tall enough, but that suspension's so rigid. It's so rigid, the, though. The yeah, like you're getting your fillings are getting shook loose. Yeah. It, it's interesting. It, like, it's very similar to how shitty the Milwaukee, Wisconsin roads are, which is weird because that's, like of course, Harvey Chicago. Town. Yeah. Washington, D.C., in my opinion, worst Worst um, urban road experience I've ever had. And I've ridden through every single major metropolitan city in the United States. I have not ridden through Washington, D.C. Bro, there are potholes that remind you of going from like, Ensenada to fucking Baja. Oh like so your it's bike worse than can Pittsburgh? Oh, similar. Oh, wow, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. get a Pimani Brothers sandwich and then just I hold mean, on for dear life. There are people, there's like a fucking coalition of people. And that's what they do is... Complain about the roads of Pittsburgh. You know, like, yes, uh, I believe they're called residents. <laughs> I think it's the technical term. Here in New Orleans, for real, like there are people that have had road work, quote unquote, happening in front of their house for over a year. All they, all the road company came and did was rip things up, lay rebar and prep it, and never pour concrete and just leave cones around it. People here have gotten the city to actually finish those pieces of road work by creating social media profiles for them, dressing them up, putting mannequins in the middle of it, and creating this whole stink about, hey, day 487 of temporary road work in front of my home. Oh, blah, my blah, 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 God. Blah. Yeah, and then if they get popular enough, the city literally comes through and fixes it. It's like, why didn't you just fix it in the first fucking place, man? If, if, I mean, for everybody that's listening, if you've never been to New Orleans, like, it's hard to really sell it that this is true it is that bad come to new orleans for the the music and the food uh not and to see the roads and, and then to survive the roads yeah yeah you'd be like oh dude we went dirt biking no bro we walked a block there okay were no bikes involved okay so let's go back to the the levee yeah we levee. are just west of that mm -hmm. in the ninth ward so what's on the other side of the levee the low or the ninth. lower ninth where ward. yeah that's lower ninth on the other side where okay. upper ninth they're considered lower Okay. Because when you're looking at an actual map, they actually are lower. Yeah. But they're direct to our east for the most part. Holy Cross, the, somewhere. Yeah. So is what's the where's the eighth ward? Uh, no, no, I don't know that I've been there. I know where the seventh ward is. I know where the ninth ward is. Oh, really? Uh, so it's not even that distinctive where it, it's you know, laid it out. It could be, and I'm just completely unaware. But it's like there's only a few wards that actually get ward names, and then everywhere else is like 
Gentilly, Mid-City, Uptown, oh, CBD, Quarter. Quarter, Bywater. Okay, okay. And the nicknames have changed. Like, the modern nickname for the Upper Ninth is St. Claude. Because St. Claude separates okay. the Bywater and this. So now you have to zoom into the right distance on the map. And it'll tell you all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. if you zoom in, you see St. Claude, that's actually the Upper Ninth. And you have to go a little further to go from St. Claude to get Lower Ninth to pull up. Yeah. And there's a sense of pride to it. Like, Upper Ninth, there's a sense of pride for a couple of reasons. It's hard here. Like, literally fire The roads are hard. Well, yeah, that too. But <laughs> the like, fire I know works. someone that left my house, and a block and a half away, they had an attempting kidnapped. Like, car pulled up, picked her up off the side of the road, tried to pull her in the vehicle just after leaving my house, a block and a half down, at 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh, my fucking Carjackings are up over 500%, and I'm sure that's a way low number at this point. There are police officers that have been carjacked. Like, it's, like this town is the wild, it's not even the wild, wild west. It just makes no damn sense. It's, if you've ever spent any time here, whether it's long-term or short-term, in the last decade, this is not the New Orleans that you knew 10 years ago. It's just not. Like, then that is the reason, like, some of these small businesses that have been closing, that's what they've been giving. They're like, seriously, we've been here in business for four decades. And this city isn't what it used to be anymore. It used to be, you know, it used to be the freest city in the United States, which it still is. But at the same time, it used to be much more neighborly in community and, you know, less cares about where you're from or how you look and more cares about how you are. And now it's just you've got to defend every inch of ground that you've got. And it's like, I mean, I'm leaving town. I love this city. I'll never fully leave. Next time I come back, I'll own something. It won't be in the upper night. Is this a rental? This is a rental, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's been awesome. And my neighbors are great. Like, I've got this great niche spot. Next door neighbor is also a vintage vanner and motorcycle person. Nice. Like, so, I saw another couple of bikes. that. Oh, yeah, there. there's a few right down the road. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it's kind of around in this little strip uniquely. But I, uh, you know, I lived on the road for just under 10 years on a motorcycle. And I came here to get some regularity and some solidarity. And I got it. And I also got a love. And... We went on a big road trip for like 9,000 miles in eight weeks this past year in 2021. Yeah. And in the middle it seemed of like it, it got longer. The longer you're out, it does. got longer. If it's a good road trip, it does get longer. Well, I mean, with the, <laughs> yeah, when you, but when you got somebody else with you, you know, that's saying a lot too. You know, like when you're by yourself, yeah, you extend them a little it bit. It ended up being like but three when it weeks works, longer because of Hurricane Ida. We couldn't even come home if we wanted to. Oh, and So that's Ida right. was in the middle of all of that. We had okay. people here watching our dogs too. Thank you so much, Mariah and friends. Via Lobos. They didn't have you enough dogs already? No, they, no, right? I mean, they took all their time out. Luckily, they lived two blocks away. Okay. So they came over, took care of the dogs. Mariah even bought a couple of battery-operated fans because nobody had power for the dogs to, like, you know, not roast. She um, is so nice to those four-legged furry balls. She's wonderful. She's, you know, I mean, there's not a whole lot of bad things you can say about Miss Mariah Harmony. I don't know any. And if you do, don't say it close to me because I'll probably knock your teeth out. Yeah. That's exactly how I'll pick up your best friend and slap you in the mouth with him like a gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you know I'm full of shit. I'm not that strong anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, but whatever. So, uh, do you meet, tell me your name again. Mariah? No, not Mariah. Oh, Sabine. Sabine. Yeah. I met, she and I met uh, last fall. I just got out of a relationship that didn't work out, obviously. And I uh, decided that I was still very much ready. Like, just because I didn't work out doesn't mean I need a, you know, hibernation period to lick my wounds. It's part of dating. If you're not ready to get wounded, you're not ready to date. Mm-hmm. Um, straight up. Learn that right now, y'all, you single fuckers. Um, you'll cry less in public. 
<laughs> well, that's the thing. Men cry. Whatever. Um, what? I know. It's crazy. I think it's a new day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we literally met on Tinder. And we Get were, the fuck out she of just here. Got you out swiped of her, the right direction on her? Or? Well, it took me, not even gonna lie, I don't even know if this story's been broadcast before. I don't think it has. Uh, it took me like two, maybe three weeks to finally swipe right because she kept popping up in my feed. I was like, okay. So by the power of deductive reasoning, she's already swiped right because she keeps popping up. Bro, <laughs> bro don't fuck Has this up. Has she heard this story? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah okay, oh, for okay. sure. I was like, bro, don't fuck this up now. I was like, you got it. And she's much younger than I, like, you know, a little over a decade younger than me, 11 years. And this is the first time I've really ever dated anyone younger than me. I've always stayed the same age or typically older. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I need to throw that shit out the window because it didn't work out for me. I was like, well, let me just try this. And, you know, it's, it's been absolutely wonderful. But we both ended up swiping right and met up. Actually, we met up at Mariah's house. That was the first time we met. I was hanging over at Mariah Harmony's and... We were texting back and forth, and we had a date set for four days later, and we just were like, you know what, fuck it, why don't you just come over here, when we found out that she actually had a mutual friend that was already kicking it. So she came over, and we've been off to the races, you know, ever since October 2020. Over a year. Yeah, and we've ridden, in our first year of dating, we went over 15,000 miles together across the U.S. Nice. Didn't cry once. Not for bad reasons. I thought you were a guy. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I cried for man, happy dude. reasons. I'm a man. Damn it. <laughs> Better be crying. I did. Dude. Like, there was some ride. There were some stretches of road that I've literally, literally been, like, planning to ride for 20 years, 10 years. And I got to ride a lot of those stretches and to be able to accomplish that and to feel exactly what you thought was going Especially to be Especially when there. you get to share with somebody. Man, that's everything's different. There are so many Isn't roads it? I've been over 100 times that I feel like I never went across once simply because I had a partner. Yeah. You know, and it's really exciting. This next phase, she's you know getting ready to learn her own, and she's a wild child. I think she'll do real well on motorcycles. You know, she's an athlete. You know, trained ballet dancer and you know contemporary. So she was on the back the whole time. Oh yeah, she was passenger on on the Road King at the time, which is for sale by the way. You're selling it. So the 2019 Milwaukee Eight Harley Davidson Road King Classic with a shit ton of Bagger Racing League style upgrades. Nice for not a lot of money. The Road King? Road King, yeah. Did you see that episode I just did with the guy who rode the Road Glide? No. 100,000 miles and how in long? 100 days. Oh, so that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, <laughs> Let's dude. start with how ridiculous that is. And B, I didn't know that a human could really walk around with balls of that size. Oh, the best part. So, you know, I... This, this his account had been shared with me a couple of times, sure. and he didn't even start his Instagram much before, right? And uh, he was still doing it for him. But I didn't look into this, right? Right. No, he did not even doing it for him. He just did it. No, he doing it for charity. Oh, way better. And his attitude about it was like, I don't even. I mean, I'll t- I'll answer all your questions, but he wasn't like out to prove that he did it. You know? Right. I was. I called up my buddy Eric. It was going to be me and just this guy Chris Hopper. I call up Eric. I'm like, hey. Uh, you know, where were you going to do it fell through? Can we go to your shop? And then I was like, wait a second. Will, will you sit down with me and grill this guy? Because, like, I mean, I want to believe him, but at the same time, like, mm, just thinking about the maintenance involved with going 100,000 miles yeah. and doing all that maintenance <coughs> in 100 days, on time. Right. much less riding 1,000 miles each one of those days. I mean, meth is a hell of a drug, bud, I tell you. Oh, dude. <laughs> and that's the thing is this guy was like, he didn't, didn't, there was... He didn't even have a plan. 
He just, he just went. Fucking, he planned out the first day. Yeah. Oh, shut up. I love that, man. Everything about his story just made me like, I mean, I quit even like trying to find holes. Yeah. I was just like, no, He's your like, attitude and, is and so then what happened? genuine. <laughs> but, and he was like, nothing happened. He just rode. I, you know, I just went back and got oil changes and tires. And kept well, riding. And well, then not they have only that did he program ride. program where you get a new bike if you put that many miles on in one year. That's the. What? You don't know about that. No. I know it was a thing. I'm not sure if it is currently a thing, but there's been a program that the motor company had to where if you put 100,000 miles on your motorcycle in its first year of ownership, you can just straight up get a brand new bike. No, they, they were not real receptive. What? Well, yeah. I was like, how did the museum not buy it from you? Like, well, they did that with an FXR. Yeah, if I was the museum, I'd be like, give me all the documentation and the bike. We'll give you a new one. And then just stash that. You don't even have to show it off right away. Like, but I'm looking that shit up right now just in case you're wondering why I'm touching the damn phone. Now, I know what you're doing. Uh, But yeah, his attitude was great about it. He, uh, nothing happened. He changed his time. Oh, yeah, I was going to say this. Not only did he ride the miles dump truck, he like went places and saw things, did 200 miles of dirt roads, went on a four hour hike like on this island. Like, how? What do you sleep like four hours a night? Well, see, so you, you average like he averaged about 16 hours a day. Okay, that's doable. So that's about a G a day. And about f- probably four or five hours of sleep. And, you know, he also was like getting places to stay every once in a while, even well, if it yeah. was for a couple hours. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna, instead of sleeping next to my bike, I'm going to sleep in a fucking bed and get, you know, if I'm going to stop riding, I'm going to sleep someplace nice. Just don't do it at a hotel by the hour. You're not really getting what you think you're paying for. Well, it depends on where you're at. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, his attitude about it was, How old was uh, he? stellar. How old oh, he was is like he? fucking 45. Oh really? He's That's a real awesome. real estate investor. Still a young guy. Raised a hundred thousand dollars for MS or Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy. Muscular Dystrophy Association, yeah, the yeah. MSDA. Yeah. That's a great program. Man. Well, he, so he's got a he is uh, some he's part of a group right, of like long distance riders, and they mm-hmm. have a charity or one of them has a charity called Mile Munch Mile Munchers Inc. Like Mile yeah. like Monsters Inc. And they go to schools, they show off the bikes, they take kids on rides. That's a cool program, man. $100,000, $100,000, 100,000 miles all in 100 days. I don't know the last time you've talked about this or if ever, but you know that, I mean, we all know there's a biker stigma, right? Before you take your helmet off, they've already made up their their decision about you. You could take your helmet off and be a, a hot, you know, harmless female. You could take your helmet off and be a... Completely dirtbag piece of garbage, but before you take your helmet off, you're still the same guy. But I don't know many other communities that invest in their own communities more than the group of people that just choose to recreationally ride motorcycles. Like that whole squad, I don't care with what side of the bench you're on, there's so much community and so much philanthropy that's involved in almost everything that motorcycles do. Like, I. If I work for an event or I get approached by an event or any kind of program that wants to work together and I notice that they're not partnered with a philanthropy, it's the first thing that I say and I've never heard anything other than, oh my God, how is that not already in there? And yeah. I love that about our community. I think that is one of the biggest selling points to like, you know, biker. It's not a fucking badge of honor. It just means you ride motorcycles more than you do anything else. Like, it's, it doesn't mean you're cooler than anyone else. It just means you've got miles on two wheels and motorcycles drive your life. That's it. But this community of like enthusiasts and bikers and everything in between, like we give back. 
And that makes me proud. And it's really cool to hear that you've got that cat who's like, you know, mid-40s and just plans one day of 100,000 miles in 100 days? Get out of here. Just to go help. Just to go be a part of the solution, man. Like, if you're listening, when was the last time you were a part of the solution? Maybe you should go volunteer somewhere. I know I should. I mean, you know, it's hard to have the time to do that. It's hard to have the time and the it. money. You got to make so, it. So, you know, so the people that have the money don't normally have the time. The people That's that have fair. the time don't normally have the money. Uh, and then you have to line all that up with, like, the ability and just the... And he's not, like, great at social media or anything, so it wasn't like... It was like a wowing marketing campaign. Yeah, it was I mean... simply, like, documenting in a simple way of all It was more like, hey, look, I checked this spot out. <laughs> uh, here's oh, every gas receipt with a mile picture of his bike the whole fucking time. Yeah, I just... It's just good. It's I mean, just, that's the best part of the story. It's insane, dude. You should either be going you know out what, there you know and what, making memories or helping someone or doing both. You know what Nick said? He was like, just ride your motorcycle every day for 100 days. See what happens. Yeah, just just do that. Like, can you ride your motor? Like, can you go a hundred days without something keeping yeah. you off your bike? Like, that's that's a tough one. I'm just saying, like, that's impressive for normal life. Absolutely, it is to go a thousand miles. You need some saddlebags and a backpack. Day and... for a hundred day. I mean, come on. That's dude. a lot. <laughs> What's your longest road trip? Well, I thought it was like s- seven something. Seven months. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about, like, miles in a day. Oh, My okay. longest road trip? Yeah, longest road trip, like, tip to toenails. I think it's... You've been on some long ones. It's like 30 days. A little over 30 no, days. you've been gone from home longer than a month. No. Really? And that was before my kid, or... That was before my kid was born. Well, that makes a lot of sense why your home is so happy whenever I show up. I try and do no more than two weeks a month. That's good. That's awesome. Now, sometimes I line up those two weeks back to back. Right, yeah. No, I, it, no, I don't. I don't do but that. But sometimes you can't avoid it, especially Yeah, sometimes shit just runs together. Yeah, it just does that. But, but I mean, two weeks away from the house, it takes like, you know, it's work when you get home. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, like, absolutely. It's like, whoa, You got to okay. edit, you got to get down, you, you got to reconnect with partners. You make me not want to do this, in, and not like in a bad way, I just, you know. It's the work part. Well, not even work. It's more like, you know, everything's not like... You know. Oh, simpatico. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you have to realign. Like, whoa. Dad's been gone for a minute. Yeah. Let me oh, figure out how the kids don't f- give a fuck. Yeah, but you it's gotta the, figure out how the, to dial back their in. It's mom. Yeah, you gotta you get know, back into the relationship, back into the swing of things. Well, and then, like, rhythm. you know, on top of that, like, being gone for 10 days and seeing extraordinary, like, like, awe-inspiring things the yeah. whole time, and then come home and, like, try and explain it. There's, like, almost, there's always part of me, like, trying to... To Hold like, a back? No, to, to like shine a bad light on it. Right, yeah. As though I'm not off like, as though like I Living wish I was life. there. Right. Like I, there is part of me that wishes I was there, but like, oh, yeah. I don't want to be like. Well, let's be honest. Was, There's part was, of you that wishes that they could be with you. Oh, yeah. Like you would much rather be riding than, I mean, any of us would much rather be riding an adventure than typically just, you know, sitting at home. And what better idea is it to be riding an adventure with your carbon copies and your life partner mm-hmm. in some shape, way, form, or fashion. Because y'all also do the road together every once oh, in a yeah. while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's like, to me, that's got to be optimal. That's why I'm about to do it. That's why I'm getting out of this house. Uh, in the next two weeks, I'll be buying a F-350 of sorts and hauling a 30-foot toy hauler and 
putting two dogs and a beautiful woman in the trailer and see about that life. Damn. Yeah, six to six months to a year probably. I don't know. That'll be good. I was gonna say like what's tough about hitting the road as the family is we don't do it a lot. So there's like this timing thing. You got to get like it's your, just like your rhythm back gone. together yeah. on the road. And then normally by the time we figure that out, we're back at the house. You're back at the house. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, like every months. time I learn a city street, it's because I'm about to leave and go to another town. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I know exactly where I am in Chicago. Yeah, I got to go What do you mean I got to be in New York tomorrow? Yeah. Shit, I don't know that place anymore. Damn, so you're going to go. I mean, you're. Full time. Yeah, I was fixing to say, you're not going on a trip you're like changing no. lifestyle yeah it's, it's, it, you know there were i've lived under a motorcycle for about nine and a half years i had a couple of short stays and like not really leases but places i was at from you know months at a time not too often <coughs> so this time um i want to be a productive business person and it's really hard to do that when you just live off of a motorcycle and never have a home base like you can only you know, I'm in the middle of, you know, content creation mode now. I'm kind of only working for myself and partnering with brands that, you know, I align with and align with me. And, and so the more I travel, the better work I can do. So it makes more sense for me to be gone than it does. I've never worked in New Orleans, really. I did for uh, royalty racing whenever I was here. But even that was primarily remote because of the pandemic and the fact that my job is from my phone. And that shit works everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and I've always had to be a part of the events world. So... <clears throat> I've really only known kinetic, like move, move, move. And we're going to follow a bunch of events, working with Rider Justice uh, motorcycle attorneys. Uh, they're my primary sponsor now, and they've been absolutely wonderful. And Say it again, Rider Justice? Rider Justice, yeah. They're based out of Denver, Colorado. They focus on a few states in the south, like Tennessee and South Carolina, and I believe uh, Georgia and I don't recall. Their Tennessee? Name. Yes, Tennessee and Virginia, I think. Um, so they kind of focus there, which is more likely than not where I'm going to end up being. I'm not leaving the South. So when we're not traveling on the road, we'll be in... Those Washington. are beautiful places to roam around. Oh, they're excellent. Man, the riding's amazing. The people are great. Like, the nature, the, there's just green. It's a rainforest, and, you know, that's not on the West Coast. And it's it's absolutely beautiful. And I, you know, I graduated high school at Tennessee. So, and I was born in South Mississippi and raised in South Louisiana. So, like, being somewhere in the South is great. Sabine loves the South, so it wasn't even a conversation. She actually said before I did, she was like, I want to stay in the South. <clears throat> I was like, cool. Well, East Tennessee. Good, because you don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Good, because I don't want to lose a fight over this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It's like death proof. He's like, you going left or you going All right? right. <laughs> how'd you get the name Stuntman Mike? Oh, man. I'm a stuntman. So uh, how'd, you, how'd you find Rider Justice? Uh, working at Four Corners Motorcycle Rally, um, okay. which I MC every year. It's Labor Day weekend in Durango, Colorado, um, hosted by Durango Harley-Davidson. Amazing place. One of the happiest and most positive vibes in a dealership I've ever experienced. Like, you could know nothing about motorcycles whatsoever and go stand in the corner and, like, see this almost fake but too genuine to be so positive vibe. Everywhere. Like, everyone really likes working together. Nice. Anyways, the event's rad. Um, and Rider Justice is the presenting sponsor of the event. And uh, on our way into town, I'd never met them this past year. Uh, we were sponsored by another. And so on our way into town, they can get a phone call, say, hey, so someone ended up getting the COVID and they can't come to you know, work the booth for our you know, big brand, Rider Justice. We know that your girlfriend, Sabine, has you know, marketing experience. Would she be down? I was like, absolutely. So then she starts to work with them for the whole week 
And then uh, after they had this great experience together, then we started talking after the fact and just realized that, like, you know, where I'm working and where I'm living is, like, much more on board for what they're doing. And they, they just give me so much creative freedom. They haven't told me how to do it their way once. You know, they really want, like, if they are going to partner with Dan, they're going to want what Dan does, not what Dan does according to Rider Justice. Yeah. Um, you know, and they just really want you to have an open mind and be creative and be genuinely yourself and, you know, give credit where credit's due, but don't overdo it. Like, and they're just really, they're not really focused on, hey, if you get in an accident, they're more focused on, are you prepared for when you get in an accident? And by the way, you can also call us if shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. And, and that I also like a lot um, because it's, you know, and it just feels... Not that everyone else feels like they're chasing ambulances because that's not what it feels like, but it definitely doesn't feel like that with Ryder Justice. Now, I'm going to say something fucked up. All right. Only because there's a wood desk climbing. I I think I can handle it. There is a lot of money in the industry from lawyers. Mostly from lawyers. Injury lawyers. Yeah. I, I just don't see it. I mean, I see that... You only see it if you get in a crash. I, well, I've talked to a lot of people about yeah. There's like, you know, there. I just... It just blows my mind. Well, so, some of because these brands, without so... saying who, like some of them are mostly marketing companies that uh, represent a conglomerate oh, yeah. of a you know um, lawyer community that's yeah. across the country. They got like their Facebook. And they just brand it for, this is a motorcycle lawyer company and this is our brand on top of it. Uh, and then some of them are like, some of them do it differently to where they... You know, and, and there's three big ones. Well, really two big ones. Uh, Rider Justice is growing, and I also love being a part of growing programs. Um, but the other two big ones are out there, and they're similar, but they're also not the same. Um, yes, they are large, where they have, like, marketing funds behind them, but one is more of an overseer of a faceless network, and the other is directly in tune with owning the actual initial law firm. So... It's a little bit different. They're both effective, and they're and they're both. I've always had good experiences with all of them. Um, but meeting Ryder Justice and getting to talk to Scott, who's the who's the man, the myth, and the legend, and Cherie, who runs all their marketing and stuff, and just kind of learning what their vibe was, and and uh, then they learning mine on like how I am as a human and like where my brain is and like where I'm trying to be as a person and and as a professional. It just made a whole lot of sense. Like we've become really close friends like I've shared some really important things with them and, and they've helped me nice. just on a personal level and well, it's, I mean, it's unique you know all, I mean really me. I'm not going to like I don't want to say the, the job simple mm-hmm. but just when somebody gets in that predicament what do you do yeah like one of, one of those three is going to pop into their head Absolutely. you know like just like having the brand recognition I know is going it's a important. long way yeah what I just it's just, I'm just so glad that I don't see the amount of wrecks that I feel like there is when I see the amount of lawyers. Oh, man. You know, yeah, or at least like the, the, you know, it's like, okay, I see Biltwell represented at an event. You right. Know? I see a bunch of Biltwell products. Right. I see one of those companies. One of the, one of the moto lawyers, and you don't want to see the product. But I, luckily, I don't see all that accident. Well, and that's one of the things that, you know, that I find... And I don't even know if this is something we should put out there or not. Meh, meh. Um, but the way that they see it is that their biggest goal, like genuinely is, to give information first. 
so that if a oh, fuck happens, you have the proper insurance. They help me change all of my insurance. And that's one of the biggest services they provide is free insurance. They're like, hey, we've dealt with these but, people. These yeah, people we're fucking in, don't. We're in litigation. Put this up is a what wall. you actually need. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you're covered in this way. No, you don't need everything they're selling. Like, insurance can be fucking confusing. It is oh, for it me can still. Be? You're right? Is it? Is yeah. there a point where it wait, gets to be where it's not? Wait, it's not straightforward? Who knew? Yeah. So, like, having someone whose main goal is just to make sure, A, you're spending your money in the right fucking place to where if you do, you know, take a shit, and we've both done it in the last few years, um, you want to be protected. Not everyone's always going to be cool when you bounce off their truck at a chopper event, you know? No. <laughs> I mean, luckily for me. And you were good. <laughs> everybody I run into is cool. <laughs> Has been a pal. Like, we, we text now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that experience. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I think that, yeah, and there's a lot of things that, that's one of, yeah, that they can offer. Just, so that's why I love people about don't, justice. People know? don't know. It's one of those things you don't know about it until you fucking need to know. Like, yeah. You, then, then at that point, you should have known about it. And that's one of the things that I am that we are focusing on in our partnership is yeah, it's pretty you can see like what I post whenever it's a writer justice post right now on the Instagrams and Facebooks and bullshits. Um, and it's real subtle. It's they don't ask, they don't take over my verbiage, nothing. I give them a quote at the end of the day, and they're a part of everything because they do live in my life. We talk almost every day. And uh, we're about to put out some more intentional information so that I can help put that info out there that I still need because so far I don't understand insurance. I just know that I have good insurance because they said so. Ryder Justice told me they did. Yeah. And I'm trusting the shit out of them. Um, so it's like I want to get to the point to where I'm helping put that word out. And that's part of what I'm going to be doing on the road. Like we're working most of our events that I'm working this year are, go are going to be with Ryder Justice. I'm still not overly emceeing stuff. I'll, I'm doing some things. I'll most likely be at Camp Zero in Sturgis. You motherfucker. Sports are showdown. That reminds me. Republic of Texas Motorcycle Rally. I'm already doing that. Four you are already doing the, oh, yeah. the, the Rot Rally? Yeah, No, it's the Republic of Texas Motorcycle Rally. No, it's, it's a Rot Rally. Shit. Don't fuck up. It, it's, no, it, they've gotten rid of is that Is it whole totally zoo. a new, it's new? New ownership, new everything. Um, you're, gonna, you're telling me they're going to get rid of the fucking titty circle? Already gone. What? Already gone. Why? Because it sucks. Because people enjoy that. Because it's no. Because it's no. No. Don't tell me. I it's, hated it. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. But years you can't ago when I went as a fucking biker, there wasn't like, a it was bunch awful. of people down there it, loving yeah, life. Yeah, and not one of them rode a goddamn motorcycle. I don't give a they fuck were about your going RV around culture. On motorcycles no, they were with going around sticking off. Of they were going around on golf carts, and there were some motorcycles. Okay, <laughs> don't even give me that shit. The golf carts were a biggest uh, part of that whole program as it turned into an RV rally oh, yeah. with a couple of bikes instead of motorcycles with some people that traveled in so RVs. So really, they're shutting that down. Oh, that's dead and done. It's not a part of the okay, program. Now, they have some really cool updates coming up that I can't talk about yet about venue and accessibility and magnitude and the future of this event. It's really exciting. Here's my concern. And I can share that with you probably in like two weeks. Okay, here's my concern. All right. That one's getting shut down. They shut down the one in East Texas, too. You know, my buddies bought the Yellow Rose Canyon. They're like, they had the same shit out there. Biker, rally, really, it was just a naked fest. Yeah. With the bikes next to their golf carts. Blowjob, I mean, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's just extra. Okay, so they shut that down. They're shutting down that one. Where are these people going to go, dude? Property. 
Where are they going to go? Yeah, I mean, Texas is a big-ass fucking place. Where is that? How is that boy going to get filled? In one spot. You have a lot of acreage. Those motherfuckers <laughs> are going to want to do this somewhere, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that's, well, be- here's the biggest thing. It, there's, you know, change has been coming for a long time, and if you want to work with anyone that has any kind of budget worth working with, you're going to have to be, and PC is not even the right word, you're just gonna have to appeal to a larger audience. You're just gonna have to put, age group. You're just gonna wise. have to cover your dicks up. You, right. Yeah. You're just gonna put some goddamn start. Pants on. Start with covering the yeah. dicks up. Yeah. And then we can move forward yeah. from there. Like I mean, so the who's, dicks up is a good who's in charge with. of the uh, the rock rally? Is it somebody we know, or is it somebody? Uh, yeah. No, it's uh, a friend of mine. So it's Durwood Incorporated. So that's like the custom shows of Durwood in- Invitational and uh, Corey Moore, great guy, uh, who is also a part of Austin Speed Shop. Uh, he owns uh, that event now, and he's been growing. And he comes from a music production background and uh, management of a bunch of different bands, especially like in the '90s and whatnot. So music is a big focus. Um, a lot of motorcycle rallies, uh, unless you're talking about like more grassroots, and it's hard to say. I mean, even the big events really are grassroots when you think about it. But it's like some of the smaller events. Well, they were. They definitely started that way. They, yeah, they did. I mean, they didn't get that big because nobody helped, right? Um, now they just have money to work with, but they still require on their community to do all the work. So, like, even the big events, like, you go to the Buffalo Chip. Hey, the grassroots one now have also gotten to, you know, oh, yeah. they're, they're being that's subsidized good. by the industry itself. Yeah, that's you because know. we have supercomputers in our pocket and everything's marketable now. So yeah. even your Dirtbag Chopper show is something that, you know, uh, a large a large baker would like to offer a piece of their pie to because it's, you know, lifestyle, like mm-hmm. we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. That's what they're selling. And if you finally have access to the true, like, real, real roots, you know, people figuring it out on their own and becoming good at it and learning from each other, fucking community, you know, your smartphone is, is a pretty amazing piece of access to something you can't pay actors to do, right? Right? You can't, we you know, you, one thing I've been telling the people that run Tennessee... It's hard to put a price on the actual real shit. I know, the, the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. Right. Like, they sell Wi-Fi, I'm like... You take your advertising budget and give people Wi-Fi. You can't buy better advertising no, you're right. than somebody going, look at this cool shit I'm doing to all 10 of their followers. Ta-da. You know, like, you can't advertise to those 10 followers in any way better yeah, than them seeing sure you give their them a buddy. They are buddy, <laughs> you know? And it uh, is smart. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's it is. They're working now. on it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, there's just no fucking internet out there, which I love about it. You know, the first year, it was like we all got to the ranch, and they didn't set up an auxiliary company. Like, there was just, hey, we're all here. We can't even post pictures. There's nobody to buy anything. We're going to ride motorcycles and hang out at each other's booths. Enjoy it while it lasts. Ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. I've Uh, yet to be able to go to that. I really want to go in a big way. Um, Oh, man. I don't think I'm going to get to go this year either. I think I've got another event to be at. Really? Yeah. May 19th through the 22nd, I think. Yeah, let's see. You need to get riders. You need to get the, what do you, what is it, riders? Rider Justice. Rider Justice. Yeah, they're the weekend of the 21st, and uh, Rider Justice also supports uh, Overland Expo. Oh, wow. Um, right. Six. So, so you're going to get they, to go to those, too? Yeah, so I went to two of them last year, and it was amazing. Um, this year, they've added another, and I'll get to go to all four this coming year, so... Okay, before we move on to that, oh, that yeah. we'll, that's we'll taking me on to something else. Uh, but uh, and I'm I'm, I'm going to be working in that. I'm, that's that is a world that I'm also going to focus on. I'm going to share my time with 
uh, new versions of motorcycling uh, on and off-road, and I'm going to do my best to live off-grid as often as possible just because I, nature is the best thing that exists, you know? Not even because I hate people, because obviously I love them, but, like, I really Now, what you them. said earlier when those dogs came running in Wow, well, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Dogs uh, are way better than people. No, I, I, I took on an emceeing job. Whoa, MC, yeah. yeah, like, uh, I don't know, i just that, been, like, ignoring it. By the way, that is it. spelled E-M-C-E-E. It is not M-C. Every time I type it, I think of that, and I'm like, no, fuck those people. I'm not one of those guys. No, if you're, if you're an MC, <laughs> you're probably working in hip-hop. I mean, it's like masters of ceremonies, but E-M-C-E-E is the actual word for someone who... I'm a master of you, ceremonies. You, you basically, like host everyone you just have a megaphone or a microphone so you're louder than everyone yeah well see that's not what i'm gonna do i mean maybe it is i don't know what you know, i'm you'll gonna figure do it out. yeah yeah like, so what's the event uh the chopper show in daytona will be the first one Over with chopper's magazine no fuck no oh i was not like, taking roadside I was like, marty's roadside? It was no. like did someone break his leg you and, and his roadside so the there? reason that i'm like i love that man. that i'm like okay well those guys do it you know, I anyone could, can do it. No, like <laughs> I could see my. I mean, I'm almost as cool as those guys. You know, like <laughs> not gonna put myself in the same category, but uh, and really, it's just a way to like, you know, to give to give to to offer something to the show. Absolutely. You know, like yeah, you're adding it's energy either, to everything. I'm, I feel like know? I'm at a point now where I need to throw a show and host a party for people to enjoy it. You're right. Or contribute in some way to something else. So. This is a new thing I've been writing for Chopper's magazine. You'll be awesome at that. They man. told me about it, and I was like, "All right." And they didn't—they didn't even ask me to do it. Like I literally offered it up. I was like, "All right, here's the deal. Let me try this out." And they were like, "Fuck yeah!" They're like, "Hell yes, well, good. That's good on them." Smart, we'll see. Smart we'll guys see. It's still day. early. It's yeah. still early. Wait, so, <laughs> so wait, obviously, it's during Daytona in March. Yeah, it's uh, Monday. Monday. Okay, tight. We're so first Monday at the Inter Daytona International Speedway is my first game. At the Speedway. Look at you. Them pants are so big you putting on. <laughs> <laughs> you better, better get some carb loading going oh, on. You got to fill them bridges dude. up. Hey, I can do that. We're going to do that while I'm here, actually. And into it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah absolutely. But I, I would say that I'm kind of nervous. Good. That means I'm you're human. kind of excited. You don't want to not be nervous, to be very honest. Well, I'm you don't not be nervous. nervous. Like, nervous is good. Nervous is not bad. Like, anxiety. Okay, that bad. Yeah. Nervous is not the same thing. Like, uh, there is very rarely a stage. I mean, and stage like including, you, we go to Camp Zero, right? It's everyone's ground level, unless I'm standing on a car or some shit, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, but at the Stack same time, tires, beer there's boxes. a responsibility. Like, I have agreed to share a certain amount of energy that for whatever reason, I'm able to, like, raise the energy bar over a, you know, small or large number of group of people. And it's like, you kind of got to psych yourself up for that. It's like, all right, cool. So I've had the chillest of mornings. I've smoked 967 left-handed cigarettes. I've had three pots of coffee. So I've got the stamina. <laughs> and don't fuck up, dump truck. Everyone's watching. Okay, here we go. Don't be a douchebag. Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Welcome to Camp Zero here at the Buffalo Chip. Blah, 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 blah. And you just go. And at the end of it, you've done nothing but talk too much, and you're more tired than you have ever been in your entire so life. So I guess, I guess I need to ask you some questions. What do I need to do to prepare when I get there? Like, my thought is like, all right, what, do, what needs to be said? You know, like, what are the goals today? You know, like, I mean, I got some ideas of my own, but like, yeah. how do I make everybody happy? So and then my well, that's impossible, A, so leave that goal out. You know what? I, the first thing I did, everyone. I was like, all right, 
Is there gonna be? Oh, there's gonna be speakers. <laughs> yeah. Who's in charge of the music? You know, because we gotta be able to turn some music out. So you're making some really valid points at this moment. That is something you need to find out who that is, and you need to communicate with them because no. I'm one... already making a playlist, and their job has been taken over by Good. me. Good. They don't because, know it yet. Because like, they listen I to usually this. like run, it, it, it depends on who you're working with. But like no. I usually, if we're not working with like a production team and you're not always going to, then I will touch my own audio. Otherwise, it's just not going to work the way you're envisioning it, which is simple, right? Music you dig, volume you like, ready, go. Um, yeah, like, I already see conflicts right now. Yeah, with yourself because <laughs> you're running the show. One of my seven voices are going to get in a fight with myself. Uh. No, like, uh, I mean, having all that stuff, like, ready ahead of time is awesome because there's less thinking to do. Um, like myself, you're good from the hip, like, on the go, and you can't really do that if you're thinking about other shit. Exactly. So, and only worry about the things you can actually control. Like, that's a big thing in life. Like, that's a great thing yeah, to learn. every day. But especially in that kind of situation, so you can control your sound and your music. So just do that. Anything else that happens on the outside, if you didn't like it, you talk about it after the event. You work through it, yeah. And because all, your job there is to do one thing: share joy, empty your cup. You are emptying your cup of positive energy and happiness and excitement about motorcycles and good times with whoever the hell can hear you, whether it be locally or on the internet. It's a lot of sharing. So if you can get the small things you can control in order, the rest is up to you to enjoy. If you're not having fun, everyone's going to know. Like yeah, so. Whatever you need to do to enjoy your day, do it. Start it that way. Yeah, whether it's start with a cup of coffee or a shot of tequila or, you know, left-handed cigarette, run a lap, you know, do some yoga, ride, whatever. I was say, I got I to make sure that I'm able to ride my motorcycle. Wake up in the morning, get a cup of coffee, and go ride for 30 minutes. We don't need long on a bike. We just need to be on a bike. Oh, just showing up. Just, just like having it there. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's you know, like, for sure. ride, like. Don't show up in my truck. Well, your bike should be there, and you need to print something out with everything that's a part of your motorcycle and put it in front of the tire because you're a feature of the show, and your bike will become a feature of the show as well. And whoever you partnered with will appreciate it, and that adds value to how they helped you. And then it just helps people understand your overall brand as a motorcycle. You trying to tell person. me I gotta like clean it too or something? No, no, no! Don't you cuss at me like that. <laughs> uh, I have one clean bike. It's the new one. All right, one. you've already given me way more than I got. To, I got to process. We're gonna talk more about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm like, in. In dude, between I'm in. now and then, you're gonna do great. Well, I don't want to make this Unless like Unless you a, don't, then I, I'm just going to get to make fun of you in public. Well, please. Like, oh, I please will. That's do. what friends are for. Yeah, yeah, We're please. the people that get to make fun be, of each other without fighting. I will fighting. be disappointed if I don't hear <laughs> any feedback from you. Well, now if I go to Daytona, I know which party I'm going to. Oh, God. And it's on Monday, you said? Monday. 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 Yeah, Sons of Speed Friday and Saturday. Oh, yeah. So I advertised this for that today from Mr. Billy. You did? Yeah. This He's afternoon. Happy. See, now I've been wondering. I'm like, wow, there's no. Just saw it. I didn't even know how to sign Probably up for like it like an hour until you I got over. a phone call from somebody. <laughs> like, hey, you can't just show up. Welcome you to the motorcycle industry. <laughs> we still send smoke signals. We don't believe in email. <laughs> yeah, literally, Billy was like, "Hey, you need to go to this website and sign up." And he sends me the website dump truck, and it's an email address. Oh, and I'm like. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, some people have their own definitions for websites. Billy doesn't do internet. No. Every once in a while, if I don't reach out to him in a while, he's like, hey, are you live? Uh, Send me a picture. (laughs) Just like. Okay. He's like, I don't have the internet. Do you you need comfort? All the guys at the shop have been talking about you. 
but you didn't send me no pictures. And I'm like, I didn't fucking send them pictures either, okay? You know, like, don't be getting your butt, your panties in a wad. <laughs> Because you think I'm texting all Send the me guys. A writer and I'll give you the things that you oh, need the next time we organize a conversation. I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. We all find our way. So, uh, overlanding. Yeah. Immediately, I started thinking about the BMW out front, the fucking off roading I saw in Costa Rica. Mm, man, it's been my, just my small experience on a GS1250 was like. It really changed my life. Was it the adventure, the like full on? Oh no, it was. Yeah. It was like, hey, it they were feels like, way they were like, pick one out, and I was like, oh, I want to try this one. They were like, nah, you should probably try the nicest bike we sell. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'd love to break the nicest bike you sell. That was my <laughs> first response to Mark. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, Mark, no, is no, the best. Mark yeah. reached out and he was like, we want you to come wreck our motorcycles. Yep, that's Mark. Yeah. I was like, who is this and guy? And that dude's been brought up who in the motorcycle life guy? his whole life. Yeah, he's a rad guy. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, St. Mark. That's what when I, I bought the Pan America, me and Randall went and got our Pan Americas. I had oh, to tell really? Mark, I'm like, hey, Mark, this you is your German fault. Randall? This is your fault. No, my buddy Randall. Have you met? No, Which you one haven't is met his? Randall. I'm sure it's painted. No, he's just not yet. We're working on it. Oh, okay, my cool. painter's booth is down. Okay, Randall, it'll be nice to meet you someday. Oh, you will. You'll meet Randall. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm a little nervous all of a sudden. Uh, in the Navy kind of Where was I going? Oh, yeah, I told Mark. I'm like, this is your fault. This was the record. It's not a BMW, but this is your fault. But you did this. Yeah. You're the one that made me ride a brand new I motorcycle. I went from no suspension to all suspension. Yeah. Overnight. It's insane. <laughs> they're, and I'm, that, they're that fun, though. Oh, they're fun. They're, I mean, I haven't ridden the Pan America yet, and I'm very much looking forward to it because I, mean, I can ride whatever the hell. But, like, just being, understanding the adventure machine and knowing that when you ride any of the other brands, there's going to be the similarities in capability and ease of operation. Like, talk about ease of operation. That bike does everything, man. Dude, Linked the GS. Brakes, shift assist. Like, you don't even need to use your clutch or the rear brake because it's all right. Like, the computer does everything for you. And it you. pisses me off about the people I see complaining about the Pan America. They're like... Why doesn't it have quick shift for clutch shit? I'm like, dude, it does everything. You just actually have to, you know, you gotta. You like, might need to learn how to ride gotta, a motorcycle yeah, first. You gotta like use everything. Weird. Yeah, but no. When I my first experience on the GS, like the first day at Rawhide. Yeah. Uh, this guy's like, you know, we did some shit off the bike. All right, get on the bikes. Go really fast from here, from this point to what, this point. What's Rawhide again? Rawhide. Rawhide. Again? Yeah. What is that again? Rawhide Adventures. Jim Hyde's fucking adventure off-road school in California. Where can you find him? I don't know. Rawhide Rawhide Adventures. You don't know how to use Google? I mean, I do. I see what you're doing yeah, here. I'm, I'm baiting you here. Yeah, I know. Okay, so <laughs> so you start here, and you go to here, and you hit the brakes. Yeah. And he's standing in front of you. He's like, just slam on the back brake. I was like, don't worry about it. And you him, do yeah. it, and you go real fast. You hit the back brake. You're looking at him in front of you, and you just slide straight. Yeah, the bike doesn't, the forks don't dump, the, the linked brakes make the whole bike low, and so it's like the most effortless thing you've ever felt. So then he goes over there to my left, Yeah, and he's like, all right, do the same thing, but look over here, and I just look over at him, and I hit the brake, and the bike just turns and points at him, and I was like, you gotta be fucking like, kidding me. How very FXR You have got you. to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Oh, it was great. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, the intuitiveness of those adventure bikes is it doesn't matter who's making it. Whatever adventure bike you're on, like, there's been a lot of 
engineering and thought put into every single thing that can happen with that bike. And it's it's the only reason, I, how else would you truly be able to enjoy the type of riding those bikes are made for? It has to be kind of effortless. It still works. Like you go it's just gotta road. be reliable too. Right, yeah. You you can't be fixing that shit all the time. And that's one of the good things about like the BMW uh like twelve fifty GS is I think everything above the seven fifty have tubeless tires. So you don't have to travel with spoons anymore. You can just plug the tire and ride. Yeah. Um but all the other ones are tube tires and so it's like you do five days of straight up off road with no real streets at all, you're gonna be someone's popping a tire at some uh, point. And that's, you know, spoons. I mean, but dirt bike's been riding with spokes and tubes forever. Yeah, but, but how much nicer is it if you don't have to stop your entire day for longer than, what, 15 minutes to put a plug in your tire? Instead of fucking with spoons and sweating like you stole the adventure. something. Come on, yeah, dump truck. Yeah, I want to ride Hang through it. I don't want to. If I'm going to work on a motorcycle, I'm trying to do it in my garage. <laughs> I'm not trying to do it out there. Oh yeah, fucking. Just because yeah, like, doesn't mean I'm supposed to abuse it. Harley was like, "Check, we're gonna use those wheels too." Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Yep. You can put the spoke in without taking the tube off. Oh, you broke your spoke. Just slide another Just one in there. I was lacing. I do like those wheels. I was lacing my race wheels, and uh, you know, I fucking think the first one like went together perfect. I'm like, no way. Cool. The second one should be even easier. No, dude, nope. I fucking put them in, took them out, put them in, took them out three times. No, twice, twice. So I laced it three times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, at one point I was like, I thought I was just like one spoke off. And I'm like, dude, Damn. I can't. All the spokes have to come out to move this <laughs> to spoke move over. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, dude. I mean, I hope I never have to lace a fucking Pan America or a GS wheel, but. But in the case. They sure did fucking think about that. Yeah, third time's the charm. You'll get yeah. it done. <laughs> so what do you got out there? That's a fucking 1,800. How fast does it go? Like fucking 900 miles an hour? <laughs> yeah, it's a BMW R18. Uh, it's the first edition, so it's got the white pinstripes and stuff on it. Apparently that's the only, the first edition is the only one that have that. After that, there's other paint schemes. But uh, it's 1,800 cc's. And from the factory, it's got, I believe, 96 horsepower. And 111 torque, I believe is the number. 100 pounds of torque? Yeah. Or do they measure in pounds over there? Foot well, they, they transfer like over for our company. Nanometers or something? <laughs> Newton, Newton meters. Newton meters. I just got a KTM and the torque ratings are like Newtons. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, I have never met Do I have that to guy. buy another fucking ranch? I mean, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? No, but yeah. So I mean, they, like, they, they translated it for us Americans. Yeah, they, you know, they've done it down for us over it's here. good. Since we don't like moving decimals, we'd rather just create the wheel about 100 times a day. 12. Let's go with 12. <laughs> 12 times a day. That's yeah. fair. It's still a lot of time. Uh, no, it's been a it's it's been a really cool bike. I never expected it to be in front of my house, like at all. Got three Harleys back there, and then one BMW up front, and it's a completely different motorcycle. Yeah, like, and that's one of the great things. Ride any of the different brands, and you'll find that it's usually continuously true that bikes are very different from each other. So earlier, you were like. You know, we're all a biker, you know, until we take off our helmet, you know, we're all... Right. Do you People still get treated stigma. like that when you pull up on a BMW? Or do they kind of like, they're kind of like, oh, who is this? Oh, it's Dump Truck. <laughs> now it's like reverse. It's like, oh, well, okay, it's Dump Truck. At first, because it's a black cruiser, yeah. I've, I've had it called a Harley like five, six times. Yeah, but those people don't count. Right. They just don't. They don't. Okay. And, and that's also <laughs> most people. <laughs> so, like I said, dogs are way better. Oh, like, that's Yeah, awesome. most people really don't know what they're looking I at. I mean, you know, I, I was like, like, you fucking Harley guys? I was like... 
Bro, it's a BMW. What are you talking about? Z Jammins did this. It's even worse, dude. <laughs> well, you know, when Mark, when me and Mark, but heads turn more than I've ever ridden something, and I've ridden some some nicer. Now you're just full of shit. Nope, I that's don't not even true. believe it, dude. You want to go take it for a cruise? They're like, this they're like, what is that? No. What's that weird noise coming out of that Harley-looking motorcycle? You can't hear shit. It's still stock exhaust. <laughs> Every stock exhaust sounds like a sewing machine. Did you see uh, Rich's? Uh, no, uh. Rich Phillips? No. You haven't seen what he did to his? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh. It's so fucking sick. Well, wait, I have this you know Rich Phillips do. leather makes yeah. seats. Yep, I, I know that is for sure. Yeah, dude, he just like did some leather, just some mild customizing to it. I've uh, got uh, it's sick. I've got Red Beard leather, AJ for Red Beard leather. Uh, he's doing some custom uh, Oxblood leather Western style saddlebags, so I can pull out the seat post and grab my bags off and go camp or into a hotel or whatever the hell. Yeah. He's doing some of those for me, and he's going to end up doing a uh, tool roll and then doing a seat as well. I'm really excited. Uh, if you've never looked at his stuff. Dude, Rich has a fucking leather Rich front is real. fender. I've, I've been following him forever. That dude's he's talented. A oh, leather dude, that front is a very fender, nice looking dude. bike. Yeah. Now, when I started talking with Mark, um, you know, they were releasing that, and I was like, why the fuck are you guys doing this? You know, like, why are you going there? Why do you... Why are you even targeting those people? You know, like yeah. your customers are probably way easier to work with than fucking Harley customers. He's like, dude, yeah, but people want to go cruise, and you know, we can build a cruiser. Yeah, they obviously did. That I mean, that, and he was right. It's like the way he put vibe. it, I was like, okay. I, their I, I, whole I, vibe is on their heels. They are not like so. Like when you're in any kind of V twin, American or any of the you know other countries that make a V twin motor as well. Like it's all this. That shit sucks. Our shit's dope. The whole attitude is simply, well, we just knew we could build a cruiser, and some people want to cruise. So this is BMW's version of the cruiser. And yeah. Some people like, are used to riding their GS with all the bells and whistles. Or the works 9T, really good, And they want to ride else. with their buddies who fucking have a Harley. They, they but they're not, not But they're not willing to, like, stoop down as far to buy a Harley, you know? <laughs> but they want to be accepted by their friends that do ride Harley. Now, you know, they, they want the same stock amenities that have been stock uh, with BMW for decades. Like, yeah. They've grown accustomed to these things Anti-lock brakes have been stock with BMW since the 80s. Uh, heated grips have been stock on BMW since not shortly after the fact. Uh, and so there's a, like, there's a lot of care. Like, Dude, what do you think about heated grips? I love them. I, I, I've turned my nose up at those things my entire life really? until I had them. Really? And I need because like I rode uh, an R18, not not mine, but I had a, a press bike from IMS Outdoors in Orange County, California, and rode the R18 Classic home here to New Orleans, and that's uh, about 2250, and did that in like five days. It was like over Thanksgiving and stopped at sister's house in Spring, What's Texas his name with uh, Enrique? Enrique, great human being. Yeah, like he and I are becoming closer and closer friends, and. I you know I don't trust a lot of people. I trust that guy. You he's, do. He's a good person. So you don't know him that well. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> like I said, fuck Enrique. I can't trust him as far as I can tell. Well, no, it's like and we we knew of each other. We've met a few times, and that road trip that he and I took was the first time we've ever like actually like spent time. Yeah. And it was it was just really good. We were 
Uh, at least I was very pleasantly But that was pleased. like in the fucking winter, too, wasn't it? Like yeah, a couple was, months ago? Yeah, that was in November, late yeah. November, like right over Thanksgiving. Luckily, it was a mild winter, but you had It was, it grits. was late, because usually at that time of year, like you get screwed in New Mexico, and Fuck like yeah. you'll get these cold snaps that come through. I was riding my dirt bike in the mountains a couple weeks ago in New Mexico. Woo! I mean, there was snow, but yeah. it wasn't like normal. No, no uh, not at all. But yeah, no, that was that was a rad trip. We we got away with a whole bunch of good weather and like really nice roads and the bike. Talk about learning. You want to learn a bike? Go ride it for twenty two hundred miles the first time you learn. Absolutely. It. Like you'll figure everything out. Is it different? Yeah. Are there things I love about it? Absolutely. Are there things I don't like about it? No. But there's things I'd change. Do you do ape hangers? Or you got ape? You got like I have yeah, done ape hangers. Ape. I have like I've got mini apes on my FXR, and then I've got. You gonna put um, ape hangers on that thing out there? <clears throat> Um, what kind of bar? Are you going to go T-bars? What are you doing? No, you no, do no. A, I'm thinking do about... T-sport fairing on it, too? I, I, know, my, yeah, I know my boy... Uh, oh, why is his name escaping me, escaping me right now? Um, Sebastian, Zombie Performance. I know he's been going through it recently, but he and I have been talking about doing some uh, some handlebars. And I'm thinking kind of like doing a pullback. So I definitely am like... McKeege and I are talking about doing paint for the tank. I'm going to chop the rear fender, roll it forward, just black. And I've already got a, uh, a sissy bar coming. I've got after hours, like, brass um, so tail light. So when you attach the sissy bar, do you do it to the side? External, with because the, the struts are actually with the, uh, under the fender. So you mount it outside. What the fuck am I trying to say? I don't know. The direct drive? The shaft the oh, shaft drive? Yeah, the shaft drive. Yeah, on the right side. I was just fucking with you. That shaft drive's awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's totally, it's just different. I like different shit. We like, got it. Yeah, I definitely do. I still like being able to ride my V-Twins, too. But oh, like, I'm still going to I'm going to give you a hard time forever. You it. should. Yeah. I'm going to continue to give you reasons to give me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> like, so did, what, that's not going to change anytime soon. So it's got dual suspension on the side, doesn't it? Uh, it's not like a monoshock. It is a monoshock under the seat. Now, I just totally forgot what the back end of it looks like. Well, I mean, it's right outside. Yeah. No, I'd rather you just tell me about it. Cause people I mean, I can can't. show you a photo. we got this technology shit oh, that exists. Man, not every, some people are working right now, dude. They can't pull out a phone. Well, that's okay. you got to tell them about it. I mean, well, I mean we can. Uh, <laughs> now, I, obviously, I also You're need like, a photo. Well, I need to look at it, too. <laughs> it's new to me, too, buddy. I don't know shit about this stuff. I'm learning. Remember that new stuff? Uh, yeah, so there you can see. Actually, i got a better photo. Hey, so I got a bike with uh, hand warmers, the Pan America. Yeah. That was the first thing I broke. <laughs> Apparently, you can hit a truck. Yeah, I've, I've seen And everything's it. okay, except, except, <laughs> except for the, the hand, hand warmers, warmers dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now I Yeah, so the struts are underneath the rear fender. So it does look wicked. So, I mean, it's got like the hard tail look with that line. Yeah, so it kind of reminds you like what they did with the soft tail. Well, they hardly did with the You're going to get tail. somebody engrave that exhaust? <laughs> no, that exhaust. It's a lot of. It, it's a lot of fancy. It's art. So there's some art. Are they in there. covering up something on that hub? Is that mm, what's going on no, there? Are they trying to hide no. something? They, no, that BMW likes showing all their stuff off. It's just, so the brakes on the same side as the shaft, or is the shaft on the on the exhaust on the right side? side? That's what they're. Well, it's exhaust. It's one to one. So you've got exhaust coming out of both cylinder heads. The whole point of that opposing twin is so that you get equal engine cooling. Like, oh, yeah. you, know, like your rear you know what else is great about it? It's gonna like smoke all your spark plugs, oh, yeah. smoke all your gaskets. It's because it doesn't ever get I'm cool. I'm familiar. But you know what else is great about the heads being on the side like that? When that bike falls over, it doesn't go all the way to the doesn't ground. Doesn't go anywhere. It just goes. Yeah, get a new like, rocker box cover. Did I just lean on it? Yeah. And fucking. 
Oh man, it's easy. And hey, when that Pan Am falls over, when that Pan Am falls over, you better be spending time with the gym, dude. Because <laughs> that's a fucking workout in the sand, dude. There's a couple times on the side on of the mountains, sand, I can I'm just like, this thing is upside fucking down, dude. It's like, what are you doing? Somehow I'd spin it around. Never put a fucking scratch on the gas tank or nothing. How? I don't know. I really don't know, dude. Yeah. Like. I believe I hit in magic, the fucking truck. but I've never met a real wizard before. I don't know, dude. I really don't. I mean, my chopper's the same way. I mean, True, it's got it scratches. Looks the same every time I see but it, but it doesn't have. Uh uh-uh. uh. It doesn't I'm have. Sorry. Right, let's just stop. Yeah. Let me just let's, let's move talk on. about somebody else. Let's talk about your back, dude. No. <laughs> see, we're oh, all on the shit. same page, but you point the finger at me, and that's just not oh, fair. Oh damn. So. uh... Well, that's cool. So you're going to customize the R18. Yeah, customizing it, and only with people that like Speed Dealer Customs. Uh, I'm going to send him my pegs here soon. Now, are these people that are like... They're American V-Twin World. Well, I know. Are they like looking to get into this? So you're like, hey, dude, well, that's don't say point. no. Hear me out first. Hear me out first. <laughs> oh, man, everyone has been so supportive. And that was my biggest question, right? So I'm going to officially work with BMW Motorrad, and what is this going to do to... The world that I've been a part of for well over a decade. Yeah. Like, am I going to be, are people going to give me the middle finger and tell me I'm number one? Or is it going to continue to be relevant? Like, I have no idea. So I took a chance and I did it for myself because I needed something fresh and new. And this is very much a lot of that. And it's been super well received by everyone I've talked to from, you know, I mean, Paul Cox is one of the R18 ambassadors. Like, and he, you know, he's going to do some beautifully wild and out-of-the-box fabrication on his motorcycle because he's just he's just because that's most, what he does he's one of the most talented people you know in a lot of different genres of creativity and they, they've got you know me who is just a guy that i wish they would give him a fucking a gs 1250 oh see, you know you have to start somewhere i, mean, I would also dude, like to see that. i would <laughs> you know because after i rode that one i was like i would just like step back and i'm like all right I can beg Randy. Randy will paint it. Okay, <laughs> but it still needs, like, I'm still, like, what am I going to do here? Like, how am I going to, like. Randy's in the room right now. Man. How am I going to set this apart from all the other fucking, you know, GS 1250s? Absolutely. That's important for us. <clears throat> it is. Uh, but I never figured it out. Strip it down. I know. Like but, oh, oh, but everything on there is so. Effect, like everything on there is so functional. Well, that's one of those things. Where well, like, you have to decide: is it for the show or for the go? Like, if it's supposed to be for both, you find your middle yeah, of the road. Yeah, I'm the middle of the but road if you just want to yeah. make one that's totally different, but you I'm also make like, show. once you show me how functional something is, you know, like, it's hard to take it away. Yeah, that was so. Went to Costa Rica recently to officiate a friend of mine' uh, a wedding. We're all Shoot. motorcycle people, so we ended up with a bunch of BMWs. Thank you, Mark, and uh, and got to ride through Costa Rica. And all of us are American V-Twin people, and we've ridden all over this country together. Oh, you fucking changed some people's lives. Man, including my own. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was and the capability of the machine. It's like, how do you take something that's so functional and then tell it to fuck off now? Like, it's not possible. Even if you don't get the same, like, you started on the GS, you now have a Pan America, and y'all have a great story together. And it's always changing and evolving. Like... The adventure sector. Oh, is... and I'm gonna have a GS. This oh, is, bro. you know, like I'm gonna have one. Let's go ride those together. Like I, I want everything. 
Okay. I, I, I want to ride it all. I, I want to go and hang out with you and Bear and, and go on some oil infields over some sketchy bridges oh, in the middle of nowhere. That's coming up, dude. Uh, I know. Get your shit together. We're leaving I, I in know. November. I, I want to go and hang out with Anne and go to Greece and the adventures over there. Like, I want to do it all. And this could be that year where it happens. Like, it, things are set up to be... To be very, uh, very full in my life this year for a lot of reasons. Hey, and dude, we're headed that way. Like right now, it's gonna. I mean, I'm the, gonna have to work a lot harder than I have, and I'm also very excited about that. Now, here's the deal. You know how like ambassadoring with a company, you're like right. working with a company. Yeah. It always it's more effective to use start with a, a new company, right? Yeah. So you can grow together, right? Right. You jump in with somebody who's already established. They don't really see like the effectiveness of having you around as right. much as somebody new that you, you want to grow be bigger with together. The two brands, sometimes. Yeah. So, right now, the travel thing is tough. Right. But it's slowly opening up. Like, I think if, you, if this was the year you wanted to, like, push doing that to help other brands and show people that, yes, there are some hoops to jump through now that Bro, maybe never, there wasn't in the past. I've never stopped. You haven't either. Well, I know. But I'm just saying, like, to work with some of these travel brands. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. as things open back up. Like, they need people to show other people Hey, it's okay. this is you can do this now. Yeah, like we're back and you at can it. do this now. And and you know you just gotta you know, mind your p's and q's. No matter what you believe in, if you want to truly travel freely, get those stupid ass fucking shots, man. You'll be fine, and you can go wherever the hell you want. I ain't even and fucking if, doing if, that, and dude. If you, and if you don't leave the U.S. or Mexico, you barely have to do that at all. You just stay on the road and screw a plane and. You're just as free, so choose your own adventure. You know, like I'm definitely hey, not my here adventure to make involves chance and going to jail in a foreign country. Okay, hey, you know, you and, know? And or staying in a hotel for ten fucking days. Here's you know, the like, thing: I'm taking fucking chances, dumb truck. Here's the thing: everything's temporary. So yeah. if you're good with that, yeah. then cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got those merit. I mean, I I'm think, not trying to go. To jail I think anymore. by November, you know, they're gonna be like. Hey man, it's already pretty Voluntary. normal. It's already pretty normal. Like I just well, got back you know, to Costa Rica. Most of these countries are still like you got to have a card, but I'm sure that like, you know, just getting into Nepal last time into Kathmandu, yeah. they were like, "Hey, jump through all these hoops." Uh, like, just no, I, I mean, it was but news. it was more for like show. Like literally, you could have gotten around anything that they wanted you to do. You know, it was like flying back from Mexico last year after they said you had to have a fucking test or you had to have a vaccine to get back whatever it was whatever it was yeah i'm like yeah i'm fucking right dude the fucking 14 year old at the airport in mexico who's checking me for america and then you get to america and they don't check no it's just like it's literally like they're just saying things to slow people down yeah and I'm watching. like, okay, good. They're Here's the deal. The it makes it easier for me to do these things. <laughs> While at the same time, it makes it a little bit more difficult. There's just not as many motherfuckers out there doing it as well. Yeah, I just decided to have a runny nose instead for a short period of time, and I just get to go. It's good. <laughs> Dude, my nose is always running. Well, you know, that's a portion of life choices. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a little wider canal in there than there was. <laughs> you know, it, that's a skill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something My that buddy you, used to use that skill and like over time. stick yarn through his I fucking nose. I did it with nose. an earthworm once. Oh, God. Yeah, it was not a really cute move. That's have brutal. I mentioned that I don't have a big track record with dating? Maybe it's the worms going through my nose. I don't know. But I'm just glad I found the one I've got. Dude. I mean, if the we worm have, scares them off, then you don't need them. You're really you don't need them, dude. You're not you know? ready at all. Yeah. We have, man, so much fun 
on the road, and that was like the biggest thing. Tell me about Costa Rica. Okay, Costa Rica. I want to hear about Costa Rica. get down on that. So Costa Rica, right there by Panama, you're down there for a wedding. Pacific, yeah. And you had like uh, you had some time to go ride bikes. Yeah. Was it like through a tour company? Was it was it- through Elephant Moto Costa Rica. They've got two companies. One's in Costa Rica. One's in Colombia. Okay. Um, and we had. Oh, I'm gonna screw up. See, I was name. thinking when I saw Elephant Moto, there's there's like an aftermarket Elephant Moto company oh, there that makes be. like out like accessories. I think. Oh. Or maybe I just thought that. So Elephant Moto is a tour company. That yeah. You- if you look them up online, it's uh, usually Elephant Moto, uh, I think Costa Rica, CR, and then Elephant Moto, Colombia. But they'll both pop up. Cool. Um, Colombia has the red, black, and gold flag, I think. And Costa Rica is red, white, and blue. So they send um, you with a tour guide or they give you a trail two map? two tour guides. Uh, one was Chris White. is a really rad guy from, oh, man, Saskatchewan? No, from Newfoundland, Canada, in the okay. middle of a whole bunch of nowhere. Uh, one of the nicest guys and really inspiring, to be quite honest. And uh, his partner uh, led the pack for two days and one night. And um, Juan Car, Juan Carlos. So there they do like first syllable of your last middle yeah, Especially name. when you sound like a drug dealer. Yeah, I guess tame so. it down for the Americans. Like, okay? no, man, They're going to get excited. They're going to come with new expectations. Yeah. <laughs> But Juan Carr was uh, is the Costa Rican national champion enduro rider in his class. Oh, like shit. So he wasn't any ass. good at riding. Yeah, he sucked. We yeah, taught had him to a pick lot. his bike up a lot. Yeah, we yeah. taught him a lot, mostly yeah. about patience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bunch of Harley uh, assholes going. We sure do like these motor pickles. Let's you want go us to anywhere. go where with this thing? <laughs> How fast are we supposed to hit all these fucking bottles? Oh, 80? Gosh. Oh, kilometers an hour. We that can do that. poor guy. Yeah, no, it was so much fun, man. They were So rad. was it like a multiple day thing? Do you guys go camp? They have places set up? It was like it was like a, an official, non-official thing. So like instead of a, and it was part of a wedding, so we couldn't spend too much time away. We just did one overnight. So okay. it was two. Yeah. Excuse me, two full days of riding. We did probably somewhere around 400 kilometers total. Um... And so it's like four-ish hours of riding, stops at really awesome restaurants. We didn't stop and do tourist stuff too much, but if it, when it was time to have coffee or eat, it was super proper. Um, went and made sure we got to see the sloths and, and swim in this beautiful, like, I don't even know what the blue would be. It's a mixture of white and sky blue water. And this river that comes through. I've got a video coming out. I, I can actually show you, like, this one scene where I got some drone shots with, and it's just, it looks like fake water. Oh, but it, it's sick. I mean, it's awesome. And that kind of stuff's everywhere. There's wildlife all over the place. Um, the people are wildly friendly. The, the, every place that you ever go there, restaurant-wise, has ceviche. And it's the best ceviche you've ever had in your entire life. And, like, it, it was just a really beautiful country. It was led by a group of professionals. And the motorcycles were beyond capable. They made us feel like way better riders than we probably are. And, uh, because, yeah, that's exactly what they do. Oh, yeah. And then we stayed like a glamping spot at, um, what was it? Um, like fucking tree houses or some uh, shit? Uh, no, it was like canvas, like minor camps, but it was super bougie. So yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. part luxury, part we stayed you're still in, in Mexico. It's like, yeah, they're this, cool, is, this is the nicest fucking tent. Yeah, I've ever it was been like, in. fuck a hotel. What, this tent's awesome. They do that at Tennessee. Yeah, they did. Yeah. just like get a tent that's already like fucking glammed out. I would well, much rather glamp, especially being in an area like that. Like, I want to hear the animals and the monkeys. Oh, well, here's the, the deal. Now I'm like, if I can afford it and time allows, if I'm going to go out of my way to go to a place like that, I want a fucking tour guide. 
I want somebody, you know, even if I just... I want to be now, able to just look around all it, the time. Sometimes you just talk to the people and you get them to guide you around. Sometimes you have somebody that rides with you and is like, this is check this going. out, follow yeah. me, you know, and that's Dude, we, real. We, like in we Nepal... We rode by three volcanoes that day, you know. And, and like, you wouldn't have known that. It was amazing. We wouldn't have known to tell go there. You. Right. And there are so many places to go that it's really hard to real to know like what direction, what loop, like you need yeah, to be. How there. do you spend your time there? Yeah, Dude, it, it, and Nepal is what changed me on that. Going over there with motorcycle shirt, with bare and booty, like, hey, just follow us. Don't don't worry about food. Don't worry about where we're It'll staying. Be there. Don't worry about if you break your bike or not. Check all this cool shit out and just soak it up. You know, and I'm like, and be ready to be served. That was like the exact part that I didn't. Like, not that I was scared of, but I was like, I felt like I was robbing myself of an adventure if I went to some place and didn't, like, fucking sleep in the gutter somewhere. Didn't have to sort it out every time you had to do anything. But then it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. So if you There's a lot of other shit to experience, (laughs) like... You know, the adventure's still there, even though somebody's got We were talking like about it with spots. your MC stuff. Like, if you want to have the best time, take care of the shit that you can control ahead of time. You can do experience and enjoy where you are. For so still, yeah. Do your sound, do your music, and you'll have a bitch in time because you just get to be Dan after that. And it's the same stuff with those rides. Like, no, I don't like planning all my rides, but so, like things like this, you want to do it with intent. Plan that shit out. It allows for a much greater experience when you already know the bullshit's been handled. When I go to bed tonight, it's going to be at that place. And, you know, there may not be reservations at a restaurant, but that place is in the middle of a whole fucking bunch of them. I ain't got to worry about it. Like Not, not just that place, but the place the, that yeah. this guy said was the baddest place in Absolutely. that area. You know? that, was like, of, that was part of what we were doing on the Costa Rica tour. So, like, we had our own tour together, but we're all fans because we all work with the same brands. And so... They were also doing R&D of places they haven't stayed, restaurants they haven't eaten at. Oh, That's yeah. one of the biggest advantages you, you get from working with these tour companies. Not only do they actually ride the road that they're taking you on before, like the one that map they send you, they've ridden that road, and they've ridden it a whole fucking bunch. Yeah. And they've tested all the restaurants out. They've tested all the places that are worth staying. They know, you know the areas that you shouldn't hang out in and the areas that you definitely should. Dude, great example in Nepal, right? Bear, bear's there all the time. He rides all oh, the yeah. eats all the restaurants. He lives there now, right? And I didn't even realize this until not bear, booty. Oh yeah, yeah booty's yeah. there booty's full time, there constant. Okay, yeah. so and I'm telling a story just like this at some point on the way back, and I realized, wow, every fucked up, shitty bathroom experience I had over there was me was wandering outside <laughs> of where they were like, hey, this is where we're at right now. Enjoy this place, like. You know, walking in a fucking restroom that was just covered, like the toilets were all overflowing. Uh, like, you know, all my bad. Like, everyone took, has this beautiful story, and I every time even, you show up, you've got this. Okay, so don't go do this. Well, that's like, <laughs> and it took me a month of telling the stories of Nepal to realize, like, oh yeah, we wandered off from the group. Oh, we were looking for the diviest bar and kept me. Like, like everything was like, oh wow, At, isn't that every bar? They, you know, you know, I knew that they planned it right, but like. Yeah. Did, you know, they took they take into consideration everything. and Sometimes you know. we just feel like we can do it better, and sometimes we're not right. Well, not even... The, the, it's just a different experience. It's just experience. how you're used it's to It's a different it experience. Because yeah. we're used to wandering off and finding a saloon or, you know, a corner to pee And we found... We got to do that, too. Like, I mean, you there. almost had to pee outside my house today. I, I was, I was is, looking at options. This is the way. 
Now that I, now that I know, I'm not gonna lie. I've peed in my front yard. I've had to. Sometimes the steps are just too much. Hey, I was. And it's New Orleans, so I blended. I was fixing to. This van right here. I mean, it already looks creepy. It already looks creepy enough. You know, like some dude standing there with his dick out. It's not really gonna throw it off much. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, that's the scene we've already existed." It's true. It's not just a myth. The Kraken exists. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's cool. So you got to ride. Adventure bikes in Costa Rica. Yeah, you know, some good roads, most of them shitty roads, like mostly rural areas. And, you know, once you get out of traffic, it's just always the thing anywhere you go. So, like, Liberia is where the airport was. And so once you got past Liberia, it was pretty wide open. You just got to be, you know, careful from random goats and and people that are just... In your own twist of the throttle? That uh, motherfucker will go? You can pull that front tire up without trying constantly. And you never even lose control. Well, it hardly even pulls up the way this suspension works. Yeah. Like, it literally, like... Ah, fucking... It's fun. Those things are wild. They are fun. Yeah. I think the the message here is, kids, rent an adventure bike and open your eyes. Yeah, I'm getting more into dirt biking because of it in general. Like, and that's where you know, a bunch of us started. I started on a very small level. Like, I don't have a history as a motocross racer or anything. I was a dude that learned how to ride motorcycles with dirt. Dude, I've been riding every. I went up to it. Dayton. Yeah. On the way to Cleveland. Went and fucking rode oh, the GDR with those guys. Yeah, yeah. Came back home. I've been riding every Wednesday. That, that's Dirt Bike Wednesday. Yeah, I've missed one Wednesday since then. <laughs> it's like, dude, and it's so good for every aspect of what I do. Just being out there on a bike, you know, it's good twisting the throttle, working on, and I'm riding like fucked up single track. Sure. That like, can't even go I'll fast. I can really hurt myself. But well, it's not it's a mini like, bike, so how hard? But can it's you working every Thursday and Friday. I'm sore now. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it. Is this ever going to end? You know, it's like, no, oh no, you rode it. You rode another eight miles this Wednesday. You know, like, yeah, you keep tacking it on. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, fuck. it's awesome. Yeah, Dude, my buddy Randall, he got a bike, and uh, my buddy Joey just got a bike. There's a handful of old dudes like starting a fucking church out there every Wednesday. You may as it's well. It's fucking beautiful. It's not quite as beautiful as what they got going on in Dayton. They have a great spot, but you know, it's pretty cool. We did get shot at this week. Oh, nice. At least they missed. Yeah, right? <laughs> My buddy was so fucked. It was for his first time out there, and he, like, wandered off. I would say he wandered off the beaten trail, but literally there's a road that goes from the dirt bike park right onto the property next door. No fence, no sign, yeah, no nothing. Yes, no. And I chased him down. I'm like, I don't know about this. And he'd already been shot at by the time I caught up. <laughs> and he do he chases back to the truck. He's like, he's ready to grab his pistol and go kill these motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm like, hey dude, hey dude, hey dude, guess what? It was we were on their property. Like, yeah, wasn't right of them, but it was within their right. That's how okay, this works. you know, like, yeah. don't fucking California up my Texas. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. know, like, you're from here, dude. We have shot at people before. We this is not the first time we've been shot yeah. at. You know, like. <laughs> so there are rules for a reason, and they are so you don't get shot. But we, we <laughs> I, you know, I made some calls. We got some things squared away. Signs and fences will yeah, be put yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think he was more concerned. First off, he was just spooked. He was like, "Hey, dude. Well, yeah. When I get scared, I freak the fuck out. You know, I'm like, all right. Fair. When you get shot, like I understand. That's why I wasn't like trying to like. It's like I, love, I wasn't I just the telling. Death settle later. Yeah, I wasn't telling you to calm down. I was just trying to like. Redirect your energy, you know. But at the same Try time, not I'm to like, sort out the bodies. I, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 
killing him is not the way to go here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, work. if his kid or another kid happened to go down, I mean, it was literally a dirt road that goes from where you can ride to where you can get shot at without any warning. Without any, yeah. It's so, kind of fucked up setup. Like, Give oh, me the tools to shit. and I'll stay not shot. Yeah. Well, he just wanted to make sure the you know, kids have those tools. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're going to shoot somebody, make sure they're in the So then he started calling what we're doing Enduro Crossfire. Oh, wow. Yeah. Went from Enduro Cross to Enduro Crossfire. I like that. I could just, when he sent me that text message, I could just just envision him laughing his ass off as he typed that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's like, oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Came up with a new term of writing. (laughs) Oh, shit. Making waves. I'm a trendsetter. Enduro Crossfire. Yeah, so getting a dirt bike. And spending some time on it would be a good move. I think something easy you can throw on this fucking toy hauler, dude. Well, that's the thing. Like this toy hauler is so fucking big. Like I can haul. I think homie said he hauls. He's hauled like nine bikes at one time. And right now, I'll just. I'm I'm most likely. uh, I'm gonna. I'm selling the Road King. Um, And I'm probably gonna be selling my FXR because it's the one that Bear got married on. Yeah. And he's expressed that he might want to own it again. And that was literally the only reason I would ever sell that FXR. So um, it'll be my 89 Sportster, which is my first Harley. And then the BMW. And I'll have so much room for a couple of dirt bikes. And, you know, just get a couple of 250s. Like, what else do you yeah. really need, man? Like, and just go. A lot of our time's going to be BLM. Well, the first thing I'm doing to the toy hauler is putting solar panels on it. And I can carry all the water I need to carry. It's got refrigerators and BS, and we've got cool. All you got to do is make sure that you can pull over without unloading and still use some of your toy hauler. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, that's one thing that's key is, like, well, the back. Like, so my that's trailer. That's the thing about it being so long is it's a 30-foot trailer, so the back Does it have of the garage? It has, that's where the, yeah. So oh, the back of it sick. has another queen, has two queen-size beds. One of them gets retracted into the ceiling of the garage. So you got room back there, and then you can also like move things into the dining room and stuff if you need. But that's not the point. Like yeah, we're yeah. gonna try and live as clean as possible, and whenever no we're gonna be somewhere in the dining room, yeah. And like whenever we're gonna be somewhere, maybe for an extended period of time, we'll pull all the bikes out and create another hangout area so that we can just have more space. Yeah. But typically, it'll be leave the bikes where they are, uh, unless we're gonna go somewhere. Damn. Because yeah. the truck can. The only reason to pull the truck from the trailer would be to go. Not grocery shopping, because Walmarts will accept all your fucking trailers and everything there. But because it's raining. Other than that, we'll ride everywhere, like we always do. That's the point. Otherwise, why get a fucking toy hauler? Might as well just get a motorhome. Yeah. But see, this this toy hauler is stepping up to Overland Trailer next year. Overland Trailer or Overland Vehicle? Trailer. So trailer. I can still have truck, trailer, motorcycle combination, but only one trailer. You doing a fifth wheel or a bumper pull? <clears throat> bumper pull. Yeah. And uh, there's a company that I found where every wheel has its own dedicated swing arm. And that's how they're able to make it an overland trailer and go 60 plus miles an hour on BLM fire roads in the middle of nowhere. And you just haul oh, ass. That and, like, just sounds like nothing a bunch of about shit it. to break. No, I mean, that's what you just got to secure for C. Which is how I say it. I don't know what you would say. What the fuck does that mean? I was in the Navy. You gotta figure it because everything shakes. 
So whenever you're going to hit hard water, you have to secure for C so your dishes and everything doesn't Oh, well, I was talking water. about this fucking swing arm for each individual wheel. No, I, I'll show it to you. would rather go slower. It's written. No, uh-uh. That, that's what keeps the tire traction on the road. Like, you're not doing any of this, like, wishbone individual suspension. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. an individual swing arm with its individual coilover per tire. And it's either four or six tires. And so, like, you have some stout-ass suspension on that thing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's got, like, a 16-gallon water tank, so I've estimated... I mean, I can, see people with very, very primitive trailers. Oh, yeah. Deep. Now, sometimes they're just the trailer. But that, I don't want to do it they that don't, They don't go back out. If I'm going to go out that far, like, me and best-case scenario, we talk a lot. Dude, me and worst-case scenario, we talk even more, and I want to be prepared for all that Where is shit. it? In uh, the Bighorn Mountains. Is that Wyoming? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's Wyoming, right? Yeah, that's like right over by Ten Sleep. Yeah, exactly. And if you know Ten Dude, Sleep, they just leave their trailers in out. the woods out there. Yeah, they there just was just them. like I'm just like off on these sick roads, and there's just like trailers. I kept thinking I was gonna come up on a camp. Then I realized like, and maybe it was like, what well, was August? Yeah. So it wasn't too like I guess Not pre. Hunting season. I mean, yeah, I don't know. just before hunting season. They just there's this trailer. I guess they just leave them out there instead of leaving them in their driveway. Well, it's not, it's not like you have a whole bunch of like BS to deal with that'll deteriorate those vehicles either. So like they last out there. Colorado, you see that a lot. You'll go through some of these rural roads and you'll see these campers. They're like, yeah, and people do stay in those. You know, when ranchers. I mean, and it's stuff annoying. Like that, but like that's not cool. But they're like in the middle of like, hey, beautiful Pristine landscape, country. Trailer. And it was like, I got on this one lookout, and I could just see, like, scattered about white trailers everywhere. I'm like, oh, I mean, I... Waiting I, for the Pikes and Brad Pitt to come out of the woods with I mean, that would have been cooler. Accents. I did get attacked by dogs shortly after oh, that. See, that's so, legit. And they were like sheep herding dogs. See, there you go. Well, that's what the trailers are out there for, so I hope them work the land. It just is an eyesore to have. Makes you feel like the meth farm. <laughs> it, it did. Yeah, it was like it this is like Oklahoma, except for these trailers like the hills are all nice. Do have eyes. Well, they were all nice. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Don't just leave your shit in the woods, Mm-mm. dump truck. That's what I'm saying. No. I mean, I'll shit in the woods, but bury it. Yeah, like you're like a what do they call that? Hundred feet away from the water. Hey, what is it? Anti-surface shitting. Ass. You're part of the ass I, movement. I am. Anti-surface shitting. Movement. You know, like. Put it under the Does ground. Does that make me man. an official ass man? Yeah, you're an ass man. Nice. Anti-shitting. Anti-service shitting. Yeah, ass. <laughs> you're an ass man. Around. Fucking Steven Rinella, dude. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah. What do you got going on this year, man? Like, what uh, what events are you going to be at? When are we going to get to Cross Harris? Okay, so Daytona. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas. For Mike Lee? No. Or for literally just this... to be in Las Vegas? Mint 400. Oh, tight. Duh. Again. So, like... You're racing, right? Day t- well, we're going to find out tomorrow. The next couple days here gonna are going to decide a lot. Like, okay, no. li- all this is hinging on what happens the next couple days. Okay? It's going to be dramatic. Uh, Do you want a hug? No. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Okay, tight. But give me a day with Billy, then I'm going to need one. figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I got Daytona, then the Mint 400. Those are the first two weekends. And then I come home. And then I go to Teleco Plains that same month for some adventure rally there. Yeah. I need to look into that. I haven't even looked into that. Why? Well, it's hard to. You got to love nothing. Because that bike's off. ready to go. Like, that trip is set. It's ready to go. Yeah. Like, I could leave tomorrow for it. All the other shit's like. Happening. 
But yeah, Daytona, that, that, what's it, then with April. Then you got Texas Fandango and Fredericksburg. Oh, nice. And then after that, we got the Mezcal Moto Rally, where I'm going to race from Austin, Texas, down to Oaxaca. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And then maybe go see Rouser. <laughs> maybe just, like, cross fucking four countries. And, I mean, might as well. I mean, I told my wife that the other day, and she was like, you're going to do what? And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe not. Chill out. You know, like, like now that you say it like that, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is I was just like playing, like, to, like you're spitting it. I was yeah. thinking out loud. out loud. Boom, boom, I forget. You can't do that with her right there. You know, like I gotta, like I gotta, because she can hear you. That's yeah. why. You're like, what <laughs> the fuck you just these said? ideas? Like, no, 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 I don't mean what I'm saying. I'm they, just saying what I mean, but that's hard to explain. Yeah, they have to be presented <laughs> yeah. differently than. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna fucking cross. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe not. I maybe mean, not. I don't know. Maybe I'll hey, get a hot pocket. The like, bike might not knows. even make it to Oaxaca. Okay, like let's let's be real here. <laughs> so that that's April. I had to explain myself a lot when I did the same thing. May Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival. Man, I want oh, to Oh, Memorial that. Day. Red River, New Mexico. Oh, nice. That's it. That's where I'm at. So you're March, May. April, May, June. Well, June and July is like. Family, river, awesome. mountains, August, Sturgis. So I need to come find you in the mountains then. Or yeah, in the river. September is kind of, uh, nope, September, October. Yeah, I'm booked till Thanksgiving, pretty much. You doing Born Free? Born what? Born Free. No, <laughs> no, no, June, no, no, no. That's my kid's birthday. Oh, rad. That's why I'm not going to Daytona this year. I mean, <laughs> my other kid's birthday. I wasn't going to go to Daytona this year. So many birthdays. Yeah, two kids, one beautiful wife. Dude, she's awesome. She really fucking is. Yeah, it was really like, I remember meeting her at Four Corners, like, really rad lady. Yeah, that she's what, like, makes this possible. Oh, absolutely. Dude, nobody gets to go out and do without somebody really having their back without somebody really working yeah you know like yeah. somebody's got to work out of the two of us yeah it's not I mean, me some people just talk a lot not me dude that's us <laughs> she like does work dude she yeah. fucking remodeled the bathroom I feel, my girlfriend's at work right now like i feel you sick i mean so are we sick sick we'll go see her when we're done yeah we will yeah absolutely i, know I just said so hey don't tell me how to live my life We'll go see your girl after I this. I just like conflict. It's fine. What about you? So you got... Mm. You doing Daytona? Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do Daytona. Super, so. Super Cross is on the 5th, dude. I know. Surely you can get Rider Justice so here's to the, say, like, dirt bike riders need help too, dude. You need to convince the, they, them no, of this. They, they really do. But here's the thing. Uh, we're When we leave, Mardi Gras is March 1st. Oh, uh, shit show. And so, like, there's a lot of things. I, like, I was going to go to Mama Tried that coming weekend. And because I always go to Mama Tried, and I'm, like, super biker family there. Like, Mil- Milwaukee has Dude, been Pat, so good to me. Dude, Pat is going to Milwaukee Tried and then driving right to Daytona. <clears throat> yeah. I, <laughs> I, I am definitely not Pat Patterson. <laughs> Nobody. I, Nobody. I take, when I drink coffee, it takes me an hour to make it. Like, that's why... <laughs> I start early in the morning, not because I'm going to get started working early. It's just going to take me a minute to get oh, there. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you <laughs> I, I, I have a new theory. I feel like starting early and stopping often is great. No, but uh, so Daytona Bike Week and all that is like five days after, which is when we plan to leave here. 
And the way that we are going to start our full-time road journey is by going somewhere just as a family unit with the dogs and us. Figuring it out. Going, yeah, let's go to southern Arizona and stay at this little RV spot that's in the middle of all of these beautiful cactus and just be removed from everything. And then be there for a week and a half. Let's go check into Tucson for a minute so we can go do some normal stuff, see some friends maybe. I was going to say, make sure you're by, like, yes, resources. Yeah, you need the access, first, yeah. right. And then it's like after that, you know, we're going to, you know, let's go check out parts of New Mexico and let's go hang out and do this. And that's going to lead up, so up you, to Hand Built Show, which will be like my first real like event to attend this year. You're getting all this ready in the next month to live elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Everything that's in the front room is like for sale. Like Dude, all you, that gear, you've like all got stuff. more to do than I do. <laughs> Not much. It's really, I mean, I've, I've gotten rid of a whole bunch already. And things are either getting sold or donated. It's coming around. None of the furniture is coming. Like yeah. that, that trailer, I'm getting the trailer from a, a, what's becoming a good friend of mine. And uh, it's in excellent shape. So, so it's already been outfitted a little bit. Yeah. Traveled he, and he fabricates and all that kind of stuff. So like he's reinforced the areas that are important to allow him to haul so many bikes at one time. Nice. And, uh, and I'm just, you know, getting a, a proper diesel truck. Are you buying one of those right now? Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the market's like. Need a truck. Yeah. And Where are you buying today? Um, there's, I have a few local leads. One is actually from my buddy Evan, who I'm buying the trailer from. Like His uh, dad, I think, is selling this really built-out bulletproof diesel that he hauls like his excavator with, and he like it's very low miles and all that kind of good shit. Long bed, four-wheel drive, like all the stuff that I need. And uh, so there's potentially that truck, and there's a few others. Most of them were then like a thousand miles, but I'll totally fly to buy. You can call my dad, dude. Okay. I mean, that's what he does. I didn't know that. I will absolutely. That's what he does. Me. Rich, he's got Chevy, Dodge, Ford. No Ford. No, there you go. No Ford. Oh, I love him. No Ford. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do with the van, dude? Uh, getting it finished. So, so where are you dropping have... it off at? Uh, hopefully here. Uh, I think a lot of the work is potentially going to get done out of uh, Saint Garage, which they store and uh, maintain, uh, like battery maintain and stuff, a bunch of custom vehicles in the city. And they also have a small shop and a mechanic who's really talented fabricator um, that does like you know small odds and ends and some full projects. And we're becoming, we've become buds a little bit loosely. Dude, that's the, the loudest year. fucking chair I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, it's vintage, bro. Also known as old. <clears throat> so you got you got a plan for the van. It's not just going to sit here. No, nope, uh-uh. Yeah, I'm going to do a bunch. I'm going to finish out the motor. It's, uh, I thought I the motor was the one Pat thing Patterson. that was done. No, it was. No, I mean, it's done for what it was, but I want taller cams. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put like that uh, Holly Sniper uh, EFI, EFI system, system on it. On yeah, it. I'm going to clean it up. Was like, it got 351 in it? Uh, it's got the 5.0, yeah. And it was a crate motor that was purchased in 2006. By Pat? That all get uh, done Actually, there? by Jeff Holt. By Jeff Holt. Yeah, so he built the van with, I believe, Fernando in the Long Beach area. And then he sold it to Pat Patterson. And then I bought it from Pat Patterson like six years ago. Nice. It's been cross-country like three times. Nice. And like it's it, the body's super straight, got a couple of rough spots, the common places. Have those things fixed, you know, painted metallic white pearl. Uh, it has an avocado green stock interior color, and I'm going to keep that theme going through the inside. But I'm going to have the motor hopped up a little bit so I can boil some tires and have more fun. I'm not worried about going cross country on it anymore. 
Motor Party. That's what I'm doing both. Yeah. I'm building mine to do both. Well, the it's kind of taking a bag van the inside, but I want to do the interior myself. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna have like everything done. So paint will be inside and outside. Like all the things will get painted. Motor trans dropped. Have everything sorted out. Do an ABS, not ABS, but uh, disc brakes in the rear. They're already in the front. Uh, and just gotta get everything super up to date and fucking primo street ride kind of. Yeah. But not trying to race it. Just trying to party. Just trying to, it's a boogie van. Yeah, it's a boogie van. It's a boogie you know, van. Side pipes and all. So got, I can't wait to do fucking and... donuts in my van. Oh, man. Oh, God. You want to talk about making damn. a bunch of campers mad? <laughs> I've got some stories about doing it. It's <laughs> not making friends. Yeah. Showing up to a camp out that I'm working and starting it by kicking up a fucking dust storm, <laughs> doing fucking burnouts when I roll in in the van. Didn't even bring a motorcycle to the motorcycle show I'm working. Oh, I brought my van so yeah. I could see and it was just like everyone that's working there is yelling at me. I was like, "It's fine, I work here." I'm just, burr, 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 burr. just everyone's mad, but happy at the same time. It was beautiful, dude. I fucking broke my truck doing donuts out of it the other day. Well, that's why we we're supposed to know how to fix things. Usually, it's how we know how to fix things. That's why. I, <laughs> yeah. I broke this piece before, so learn something. New. I'll get it's just the you know the, the fifty six is like. Well, it's just not real high on that <laughs> list right now, dude. I got a busy month There's ahead of me. There's some other things. Yeah, and it still goes back and forth. Oh, yeah. Like it, it just doesn't do much I else. just have to pull it out of the shop and go back in. <laughs> Instead of pulling it out of the shop and doing a donut to turn around, just pull it out, back it back in. <laughs> Fuck, it was awesome, though. How'd you do it? I just did a donut. And it fucking and you, like it that hard? What kind of motor you got <clears throat> Straight six, 235, three oh, on the tree. No way, just getting after it. Yeah, it's 56. It's like bone stock. That's fun. That's why it's going to be like difficult to find that rear end. Set. Like, hopefully, I can just. It still works, so yeah. surely, like, maybe it can just be. You probably just fixed. need some internals in the pocket and you'll be good. It's just like. You can Nick reached up there and grabbed it. He's like, I don't think it's supposed to do this. And I'm like. You might be right. <laughs> I mean, do it definitely them. is not. I bet when you open it up, it smells terrible. Uh, I don't know. Just to see where everything looks no, like. Next to me, nothing smells terrible. Dump that's, truck. that's fair. Actually. <laughs> I've, done, I've done the research. I've done it. Oh, that's awesome. And like the, I think the moment that I really like had space in my heart for your wife was whenever it was just like, man, your man sure is one hell of a guy. And he sure has a scent. She goes, I really like the way he smells. <laughs> and I'm like... Man, I like her so much right now. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, Dan. You found her, buddy. I did. Yeah. <laughs> tied her up, too. She's way, tied up right now. Yeah. <laughs> she's in the trunk? No, no. She's in oh. the house. She's on one tree. The kids are on another. Dog's in charge. Dog's no, in charge. just kidding. <laughs> so when you go and set up for these shows with Ryder Justice... Mm -hmm. Are you gonna like set up their booth and like yell at people um, and tell them, "Hey, motherfuckers, <laughs> you getting a wreck on the way home from this?" <laughs> most of it's hand to hand. Like most of it's just meeting people and swapping stories and just kind of hanging out. Like at the Overland events, Rider Justice takes care of a lot of the um, uh, motorcycle community area. So it's like all the adventure bikers and the gear and all that kind of stuff. Like they sponsor like a big dinner at the end of the day and they raffle off a bunch of really awesome gear and stuff of actual value and training courses and yeah. like all sorts of things. Um, and so they're basically Scott, who's, who is like chief, 
he has always had an off-road background and always had a motorcycle background, no matter how extensive or small. Like He's very much been into it. So that's simply where he's putting his time into because he likes it. And that's exactly why we do this, because we like it. <clears throat> and just the you know, their vibe in general is awesome, but so they're starting to get their way into the overland scene and starting to do it even more so. And I'm hoping to help get them even further into overlanding with my personal overland adventure, like starting with the, the road dog toy hauler, then hopefully moving to the off-road toy hauler and, uh, and being their ambassador in that way on two wheels and on four. Um, but mostly uh, just show up. Sometimes they have a booth, sometimes they don't. Um, they support in different ways. It really depends on what the event finds that they need. Um, and so like even at the Overland Expo events, you won't find a pop-up and someone behind a table or a pop-up at all. It's, you know, it's been myself and Sabine walking around, talking to people, mostly talking to vendors and stuff and seeing how they are and just kind of like sharing free information and let us know if you need anything whatsoever. You know, what, what kind of programs are you in? Just getting to know everyone. Yeah. And, um, and I find that that's a, like, you know, I don't sell anything at the events. It's just like, you know... Say like we don't shake babies either. and kiss hands, you know. Yeah, and like, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think if I like had a giant budget, that's what I would want to do is just like help out the event, you know. Like yeah. what I envision doing is like, you know, like having like a fucking taking every like a banquet dinner. Like all right, everybody that's involved with the event, like I'm, we're gonna have a dinner here. Yeah. Or before the night before to bring everybody. You know, what I would like to do they at some of the events so is the to meet everybody. can make money. So, like, they pay for all this stuff, so they'll sponsor the dinner. And you still have to buy a plate, but all of those funds now don't go to the dinner. That's been taken care of. They go to a charity. Perfect. Or they go yeah. to a movement. And so, like, without that kind of stuff, it's hard to make that happen without a huge ticket price, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's just helping. Like, that's what the event wanted. They wanted a way to be able to do this. And... Ryder Justin said, well, we can help out with that. What else can we do? Well, and I think like at the smaller, sh like the grassroots shows like yeah. we talked about earlier, I think there would be something beneficial. Like I, like before Giddy Up kind of quit working, mm -hmm. uh, I had an idea of like renting a house. But I was, you know, you hate to go like fucking industry only. But like, you know, everybody that's working a booth there, maybe the night before there's a way where we can all meet each other. You know, where it's like, you know, at the pre-party, when you, everybody's there, you don't really, you know, get to meet the other vendors. No. At the event, you don't get to, like... No, you're stuck in your booth. You're fucking working. You're waving at uh, your homie across the like field. It's like just a way to, like, bring all those people together to, you know, see what they can do to help each other out. Or, hey, what events are you going to next? You know, what do you got? Oh, you don't... You for, you drove across the country to Vin and you don't have something for tomorrow? You know, we got this... You know, well, it's like it's the industry like, ride that we do at Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. Like, before everything starts, all the vendors and the athletes and everyone that's there to be a part of Four Corners, if you're here, we rode from Durango Harley-Davidson to Purgatory, where we do the hill climb, just to simply do a ride and be together, and it's not open to the public necessarily. You know, if people join, fine, yeah. um, but it's not like an event, and we go hang out for about an hour, just literally hanging and chilling, get back on the bikes and come back, and usually some kind of dinner happens, and everyone has a sort of normal night before the whole event starts. And I mean, that's another way to do it. Instead of, like, so sponsoring nice. a dinner, just say, hey, we're doing a fucking vendor ride from here to here. And then by the time we get back here... But you can still sponsor people, catering at the destination. Or right? just people... Will, I mean, what I want to do is just get people to, like, 
have a place to connect with the other people that'll yeah. be working. Creating a space you is know, the most important. Then they thing. could go to dinner after, like you know, they could sub go into subgroups because I, I started thinking about Fandango and what what I could do there. And, right. Uh, but it's already huge, you know, like. To, it's already to, got its thing. Yeah, it's like, oh hey, I want to bring everybody together. We need like a call, you know. We need a basketball gym to have a yeah, dinner you, for everybody. Yeah, you kind of have to set that precedent, yeah. you know, and that uh, has to happen at the beginning. So, yeah, maybe there's a way to go, hey, anybody new to the event or, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of like a, something to something to bring the vendors. You know, because a lot of those crotchety old fucking uh, swap meet dudes, they don't have nothing to do with it. But, you know, there'll be yeah, new people that are coming in. Bro, if you feed you know, them, they will come straight up. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't afford to feed everybody right now. No. So, but if I just did something early, like something the night before, like, hey, this isn't a, we're you, not advertising, you but hey. You can schedule a food truck, bud. You don't have to, like, spend. Or no, but that's what I'm saying. What's your, the idea that you guys do? Yeah. If I just say, hey, we're going to ride from here to here, that's enough to bring everybody together. Yeah. And then they can subgroup off that. If, Absolutely. You know, that's a good way to say, hey. And it gets, you know, and I hit, like, last year I took Billy and the guys on a ride. Yeah. They showed up a couple days early. And just seeing how stoked, like, it reinvigorated, then re-energized them to, like, for the, not just that event, but, like, the rest of the year. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is why we, this is why we, we go to these places shit. and we work the whole fucking event. Like, coming here, you know, and I, I planned it out, so it was nice for them. They didn't have to worry about shit, and they really appreciated yeah. it. I was like, well, this is, I'm glad that I could share this with you guys. Uh, but, yeah, I would like to share it. On a bigger scale, without like overwhelming me and letting people down, right? right? Setting something up well, see, where everybody is, can get involved. If you're reaching out to people that, especially, are like you know, quote unquote, industry working with everything that you're doing, um, there's no organization needed because we all get it. Yeah. Like, so all you have to do is say, up here, the line's going to start at this time. Show up or don't. Yeah, it's more like, hey, with all the info that goes out for the event, just put on there. Hey, the night before all that. There's some people meeting here. To you vendors know? and sponsors and athletes. Like yeah. people affiliated with the event. There is going to just call it a straight up industry ride. It's easy. It's a one word. It's easy. We're going to have an industry ride. And this is when we're going to start. This is where we're starting from. Fall in line. We're going to kick stands up at that time. Yeah. Show up or don't. And if they show up, they'll be fucking stoked. If they don't, they're going to hear about it later. And they're going to be pissed they didn't go because... Like, I mean, when, when we do the four corner stuff, it's like, you know, Josh at Run the Performance. It's Tucker Speed. It's, you know, Cruzy Original, like, all the people that they come with. And it, you just got, like, all these, you know, uh, Sam Rogers and these rad flat track riders. And it's just, like, this massive conglomerate of people who would never get a chance to ride together ever. Mm -hmm. Like, ever. And even if it's just a 45-minute rip, that's a pretty sick-ass 45-minute hey, rip. Hey, dude, and like I said, those people that do this all year long, or maybe that even don't, but then they come up there like, that's going to help them remember the event, want to be a part of it, want to come back, and want to bring people. Yeah. You know, when they go back with the story and they're like, dude, we went up there, we got to ride these roads, instead of like, yeah, we went up there, we fuck, we sold a bunch of shit, we sat at our booth all goddamn day, all you right, know, we like. went to work. They'll say that too, but they'll also be like, dude, we got there, we got to rip the roads. Yeah. And just like bringing the people of the event together, instead of like, you know, when the day of the events happened, everybody's stressed. Somebody does something somebody else doesn't like. Instead of just approaching them because they met them the night before, they can go up and say something. Yeah. They're like bitching to the person throwing the event that so-and-so's moved in on her, you know. Not that that really happens much, but, no, you know. No, not really, but, it, I mean, it can. Yeah. All you got to do is ride. I mean, riding, that's 
If you ask any of the vendors and everyone that's involved with, I mean, just to go back to Four Corners, one of the things that they say, the thing that keeps them coming back is the fact that they actually get to enjoy it. Like, you're not, if, you don't, if you're not there to sell something, you're there to showcase something that's just as acceptable. Excuse me. Uh, and they actually get to be present, and you get to, like, ride and hang out with people you respect um, that you otherwise never would because you're always in your stall or your booth. And just being able to, to simply organize a ride. I mean, but there's not really any B. good roads to ride up there around Durango. <laughs> yeah, it's really boring. <laughs> Super bad. A lot of straight lines. Oh, yeah, dude. It's not nearly as curvy as Florida. I'm looking forward. We're, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going back there in May. Are you? Yeah. Tight. Yeah, fuck, yeah. I'll be in Denver next month at the Colorado June. Motorcycle Expo uh, in Denver. And that's like a big indoor show. I guess they've had a swap meet going on at that show since 78. Yeah, yeah. Should be pretty interesting. Right? The one that got shot like, up a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. Most of them have by now. <laughs> They're any good. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, I don't know. Just, like, just keep, leave your guns at home, kids. <clears throat> or if we all just take guns, okay? Oh, yeah. That's Let the pieces fall. Way In a couple of years, we'll all be fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Duck and cover. I mean, we got to address <laughs> the situation, right? Yeah. You know, one $250 bullet at a time. So what are you buying? Huh? What are you buying? Not much right now. What are you stockpiling? What do you buy when you see them? Uh, Is there I, a caliber where you're like, I'm, I'm buying the box? I mean, I just get a bunch of 9 millimeter shit because okay, that's what I always nine. have underneath. Yeah. <clears throat> so, one way or the other. I just have a couple of them somewhere. I always use 38 or 45s. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I am going to get a, uh, a 45, but I'm going to use uh, 38 rounds mostly. Just because I like bad math. Dude, I love my little I want to get that Ruger P100. It takes all those things. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do a couple of stoppers up front and then follow it up with some 38 for accuracy. So wait a second. You're saying a 38 fits in a 45? Uh, yeah, on some of the firearms. Yeah, not all of them. Really? But the P100 is a revolver. <clears throat> that Ruger. Dude, I'm fucking... Unless I'm completely bass backwards, but I don't believe I am. I don't know. Was it 310? I don't know enough about firearms to, to be able to like uh, do anything other than hit my target in a small group. That there I can go. do. I there can clean it. Go. I can shoot it. You tell me they didn't like teach you firearms in the Navy? Yeah, they did. That, you know how long ago that was? That was over 20 years ago. Oh, my. It's probably yeah. the same, dude. I'm sure it is. I'm, I but bet they were them. like, don't give the seamen bullets. There's, if we put a hole in yeah, the boat, just, just you know. Yeah, just give them nuclear like, missiles instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got submarines. <laughs> they don't need guns oh, out we there. Also had the, you also had those in destroyers, the ship I was on. Really? Yeah, tomahawks. Damn. Yeah, well, that'll end a lot of people's days. That'll fucking do it. They're crazy. Do you yeah. miss the sea? Oh, man, every day. Yeah? That's why I live so close to it. You got any, like, you go out? In, on the, in, the in the water? Oh, every chance I get. Yeah? Yeah, I've got some friends of mine. Actually, the ones that took over Pat's shop. Um, There's somebody there doing business now? Yeah. They cool. have friends of mine uh, that I've known for a long while. They run uh, uh, NOLA kayak tours. And so they run kayak tours through the bayou and the swamp, through some, like, old, like, Damn. logging channels and stuff. It's really cool. I fucking love driving through the swamps, dude. Yeah. I, I want to come back and just, like... Dude, well, next time I you need to live a whole nother life simultaneously, easy. like, where I'm just, yeah. like... The, the swamps intrigue me so well, they fucking also much. Have the people, like, the houses, the food. They have, like, five different boats for bayou swamp tours as well, so... 
Like, we can just get some people together, play a bunch of music, and go cruise through the swamp. <clears throat> I mean, it's like right just uh, inside of Chalmette, like 20 minutes away. Jeez. Yeah, it's beautiful. And any anytime we want to go float, we just text and be like, hey, Jeffrey, we want to go do this thing. He'll be like, so do I. Me too. <laughs> it's like, That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's a ruler. One of my fucking retirement plans is to just fucking sell float. it all and be a fucking pirate. I mean, is there another retirement plan? I want to do that just on my own bike on the bike on the boat that I can like take out. I definitely have seen myself sailing late in life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I want to get my captain's license and, and learn how to, you know. Now, do you have to have a captain's license on your own ship? Uh, if you want to be a captain, yes. What? That means that you are qualified to operate that piece of equipment. I believe it's part of how you can get Is that how you, I thought, from my that. understanding, is that just so that you can like, have people pay you? No. Like you have to have a pilot. Yeah, so it says that you can operate it. I believe. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't done enough research into it. I mean, either right. I'm just assuming so that this will be easier on me. That you only need that for to commercially operate a vehicle that maybe you have a note on sure. to get insurance. Yes. Dad. I'm talking about selling everything, spending every dime I have on a boat. Yeah. And you know, I'm going and and taking everything else I need for the rest of my life that from other people that are less fortunate than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just they, taking it from boom, full on pirate Mine. dude, like <laughs> flag and everything, dude. Well, I think it's a good flag. I mean, I haven't even designed it yet. What do you? How do you know? Because we bet. <laughs> <laughs> I am working on branding right now. Are you? God, That's exciting, dude. It's fucking. It's hard. It is, yeah, because I mean, it's. That's 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 your hello. That's what you lead every so, single thing with as a profession. You lead with your brand, and so like, you want it to last over time. Like we've had, we've got friends that have been good at it, so they've been able to keep the same brand. Well, this was funny. Is I was like time. going over the different images that this guy sent me, and I'm like, dude, I want this font right here with this outline. And I'm driving the other day, and I look down, and I'm like. Oh my, that's the fuck, that's almost exactly like the font I told him I wanted. <laughs> I looked down at the lead sled font, I'm like, motherfucker, you know? It's like, like, damn it. All right, it's got to be different, but fuck, it's going to be close, because I'm already same. set on it now, dude. <laughs> oh, it's hard awesome. not to copy each other sometimes. Oh, it's so hilarious. We're accidentally influenced well, by each other all the Pat time. Pat has done such a good job without even really doing anything but being Pat. Uh, <laughs> What a, what a great way to exist. I know. So what do you do? Uh, I'm me. Yeah, I like I, I, uh, building really cool sportsters and riding dirt bikes and being an awesome dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's that's my thing. Yeah. Like, okay. Hey, Pat, what are you doing? Well, I'm riding dirt bikes with my kid this that's weekend. Say, isn't it? And I was like, fuck, all right, I didn't mean to call you. I'll call you back during business. I was like, no, what do you want? <laughs> I'm like, well, I want to be riding tour bikes with you and your son right now. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you it's like, at, well, to dude? be honest, can you drop uh, a pen? I'll be right there. <laughs> oh, dude. All right. I haven't been up there in a minute. I'm looking forward to it. They've got a cool show coming up there now, right? That Van Chopper show they just had their first run at? They did do something like that, the Good Times. Yeah, Good Times. That's right. I believe they're going to be doing another one. And uh, there's been loose conversations about me being one of the yappers on a microphone. This coming year for it. So, nice. Yeah. Well, you've done that before for Pat. Oh yeah, we do it every year at a at a sports or showdown during Camp Zeros. That was my one my one request for the fucking you know we're doing the one in Daytona. Yeah. I was like, and they want to do one in Sturgis, and I was like, okay, cool, but you just can't have it on Tuesday. 
Like that's like, I, that's like how this works. Like, Just to let you know. Yeah. Can't be on too. I don't know. I don't know what you guys got planned, but you said Sturgis, so I'm gonna lay some ground rules out. <laughs> it can't be Tuesday. So there's something you need to understand right yeah. now. So <laughs> if that doesn't happen, then well, you know. Oh, it's happening. All right. Well, let's go get some food, dude. Oh yeah. What do you want to eat? I don't know. Where's your girl at? Uh, she, Does she work at a bar or a food spot? Uh, they've got both. Oh, my gosh. Oh, crawfish is on the bowl. That's in season now. Right now it is? Yeah, because it was such a hot winter. Early. Done. All right, cool. Done. Let me, uh, let me see if they're still doing it. Did we cover anything? Was there anything that we need to talk about? We talked about uh, bitchin' motorcycles, overlander life, rider justice, BMW. Yeah, I mean, that's most everything that's going you're gonna on You're going to fucking, you're that. fixing to pack all this shit up. Yeah, and hit Put town. it in a box. <laughs> If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, Instagram is usually a pretty solid way. Or my email is dt at ispeakgood.com. You can find all my social media stuff there. And I've recently started writing blogs. So you'll see some road trip stuff. You'll see some gear review stuff. Um, but you'll, you know, you'll see everything. At ispeakgood.com? Yeah, I, I speak good, man. Yeah, ispeakgood.com. And yeah, that's kind of the hub for the show. So if you want to email me through there, you're more than welcome to. Oh, you're going to start a fucking podcast. Yeah, I got a podcast coming up. Uh, I tested the waters at the beginning of pandemic, and it went really well. A show called Checking In, to where it's literally kind of a round robin of people that check in and out of a video podcast that will also be audio. And uh, just... So you're going to continue with the video. Just Yeah, going to continue with video, but then also going to broadcast audio after the fact. Yeah. Um, and... You know. gonna, is it going to live on YouTube? Uh, it will definitely live on okay, YouTube. Yeah. I'll have all that broadcast information. I'm getting, putting on my whole marketing push together and all that kind of stuff so I can do a proper launch and make sure that people are actually aware that it's happening instead of this one thing I talked about one time. I'm it's like you're going to keep talking. It's gonna, Yeah, I mean, I'll talk all day and not say a word. But That's the thing i got to take advantage of with the emceeing is like talk about the podcast and MC shop oh, yeah. Tees. Cause I'm terrible about doing that, like in those settings. The best way to do it I'm is like, to write it in some notes, and you may not even ever read the notes, but you should always hold them. Yeah. And the last thing you do is plug you and other people that matter. Like this, and if you're if you've been liking what you're hearing, check in over at these places, and I really appreciate all my sponsors being a part of. Oh, blah, dude, blah, 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 my blah. podcast. If I don't write MC Shop Tees down in Danger Dance Talk Shop, you won't. Write I don't that. even say it in my own intro. No, because like your your show isn't planned. We're just hanging out. Yeah. You're watching me roll joints and we're talking about life. This is what, number four? Uh, yeah, this is the fourth joint. <laughs> I guess. What? <laughs> <laughs> I got skills, dog. All right. I want to smoke too. All right, then. Let's party. Thank you. Odoyo rules. All right. So it wasn't 25 minutes, but it was like 12 or something, 10 minutes. It's still a long intro. Do you guys even listen to the intros? You just fast forward until you hear dump trucks boys talking like this. No? Well, I mean, I think I'm going to have to tone down the fucking dates, right? Like, I don't know if that means I'm just going to have to stop going to things or if I'm just not going to mention everything I'm going to. I don't know how to do that. Uh you know, because I'd love to talk about every... And I fucking don't. I literally don't talk about all the dates that people send me. And I wish I could. Maybe that's something... Maybe that's what I'll do, is I'll do the dates at the end of the podcast. A couple of 
important dates up front. And then at the end, I'll tell you about all the dates. I don't know, because then I'll have to fucking, then I'll just have this giant list of shit. I don't know. I'll think about it. I will think about it, but I'm going to try and get that intro down a little bit. You know, because I know you don't listen to this podcast to just hear me rant. I mean, maybe you do. If you're still listening now and you know that I'm the only thing that you're going to get, your gospel is going to get the rest of that Thou Shall Not Hassle song by Extermination Day, thanks to Zach over at Heavy Clothing. But, uh, man, I really do appreciate all the support, all the MC Shop T subscribers. You know, it's just awesome to share all these shops that I find on the road with you guys. You know, where you get to wear around some badass art uh, representing shops that have helped me and other people out along the way. It's really fucking cool. This month's featured shop actually has done a couple of helpers for me. It's a new kind of shop that I haven't featured before. I really tried to stick to, like, service-type shops and, you know, mainly. Oh, no, it's, like, mandatory that they got to be, like, mom, pa shops. We're not doing any corporate conglomerates or dealerships. But, uh. Wes is a fucking rad dude. If you didn't hear the podcast I did with Wes recently, scroll back. Custom Destruction. He's got this helmet company in Williamton, North Carolina. And, dude, the guy's just solid fucking gold. And we got Gorgeous George to do a rad piece of art. And, I, dude, they're on the way right now. You know how I know that? Because I just got the invoice from the T-shirt company. But it's a rad fucking shirt, man. It's a seriously rad shirt, and they're only available through MC Shop Tees. Each shirt has the date, which I think is fucking rad. It'll say February 22 on the tag, along with Gorgeous George's signature. And, uh, man, it's just, it's just a rad thing. And it's, it's crazy that, that I even came up with the idea. I mean, I didn't come up with it by myself, obviously, but that... You know, I was able to curate such a such a rad situation. So go sign up. If you weren't signed up by the beginning of this month, uh, you, you still have time to get next month's T-shirt, which is a it's going to be rad. I got a new artist, and the new artists always fucking kill it. This guy, I can't think of his name. I'm pretty sure his Instagram is Rotten Donut. But we're featuring a shop uh, called the Vitsy Boys out of North Dakota. Now, I became aware of the Vitsy Boys because of my friend Cody Kimmett who has a shop in California called Hog Supply in downtown L.A. And uh, I know that if, you know, Cody was any part of it or I don't, I don't even know what their relationship is. I'm actually going to be doing a podcast with Lee tomorrow. So I'll learn a lot more about Vitsy Boys. But their next month's featured shop, you know, he's in North Dakota. He probably gets to ride like two weeks out of the year. And uh, he just works on motorcycles the rest of the time. Looks like he, he fucking finds them in the snow. He brings them in his shop, and he takes all the parts off of them, and he sells them. And then he builds a sweet chopper with them. What's left? He just built this, like, race-inspired ch- race dragster chopper. Pfft. Come on, dude. You think I didn't like that one? It's fucking sick. Anyways, mcshoptees.com. The only way to get this new Vitsy Boy shirt is to be signed up there. You know, and you can pay monthly or three, six, and 12-month packages, kid sizes, women sizes, man sizes. We got it all, dude. Check it out. Go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com, and I hope that I will see your face somewhere along the way 
this year, whether it's in the wind or on the road, we're at a show. Come up and say hi, shake my hand, introduce yourself. Even if you don't like listening, and you, you just let me know you're listening, you know, like say what's up. Hey, I heard you talking shit. I'm the guy that listens to the fucking the part of the show at the very end where you're just rambling on looking at the crazy shit on your wall from rolling death Maui. Dude, there's a there's a fucking a naked chick in the sand with like full on kiss makeup on her face. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Anyhow, uh let's try this again next week. <laughs>